When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's show is brought to you by Press House Coffee. Get 20% off your first order of premium roasted order coffee at PressHouseCoffee.com slash W-A-T-P using the promo code W-A-T-P. 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 Are you a boner guy? Cuz. Cuz-a-roo. Cuz-a-roo. slap It's showtime. <laughs> A W-A-T-P. 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 Hello, Rubber Dicks and Cuzzaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The only show made about boner guys, by boner guys, and for all of you boner guys. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, a man who almost single-handedly saved the music special with his rap stylings. It's Andy, everybody. Let's talk shit. And also joining us as a man most famous for being Andy's brother, it's Andy's brother, Joe. Oh, thank you for having me back, Carl. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and link to our Patreon featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. We just put out a bonus that dropped uh, New Year's Eve, and that was a fun kind of recap to 2020. Andy was there, Chris was there, Vinny, Croge, the list goes on. If you're not on the Patreon, then... What the fuck are you doing? It was maybe one of the best episodes ever, the whole run of this show. I agree. I saw a lot of people saying that in the subreddit as well. Very fun episode. And then uh, this week, I'll be recording another crossover episode with The Dick Show. Ah. So you can get that on Patreon as well. So please sign up for that. We also have a brand new Facebook group. Facebook.com slash group slash who are these pods is our brand new Facebook group that was started by fans of the show so you can go on there and talk about i don't know what people talk about on facebook they bitch yeah, about stuff yeah, I'm and... assuming it's like everybody's mother is talking about watp right? <laughs> pictures the of their kids and their yeah. food yeah. And... well i'm actually trying to Dogs. promote the facebook group right now joe yeah not shit on it <laughs> i mean you can say that shit at home when you're listening but <laughs> all right <laughs> also we encourage... guy wonders why he's not invited back <laughs> jesus christ uh, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and shit all over us in the comments section. Today, we'll be reviewing a podcast called Future Primitive. This is a suggestion that came in from Larry Clark. We have all listened separately. Fuck you, Larry. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a podcast that's hosted by Joanna Harcourt-Smith. And if you don't know who that is, she was the subject of a recent documentary that was on Showtime that was supposed to be about Timothy Leary, and it was, but it was really just her story. She told the entire story mm, because oh she Jesus. was once married to Timothy Leary. Now, she has this whole future primitive. This is kind of her brainchild. And I'll just read a little bit of the about page so we can get a sense of, of what this is. Uh, as human beings, we are experiencing the possibility of a renaissance in awareness as we dream of the past and our future together. We invite dreamers and activists to articulate their vision of the future rooted in a respectful understanding of the past. 
So some mumbo jumbo going on there. I put together a quick super clip that summarizes what Joanna had to say. Now, this was a lecture. Normally, she's interviewing people on the show. But this specific show that came out in August was a lecture from this person. And this summarizes this lecture. It's really, really hard. Life is, life, life is hard. We have to pay to breathe. That's one of my sayings. You have to pay to breathe. And I've known depression. Life is hard. Sadness and depression. Life is not worth living. I was, I was sexually abused by, uh, by my mother's driver. I tried to kill myself with pills and things. I sold myself in, uh, in the sense that I had sex with men, with many men that I didn't want to have sex with because I was freezing cold and scared and afraid. I don't know how to live. I'm broken. I, I, I started sobbing, like my whole body heaving and sobbing. I cried for two years. Oppression, oppression, oppression. Life is, is a waterfall of pain. So it was a lot of fun. Oh wow! <laughs> we had a lot of fun this week. All right, that, that does it. Right, that's the end show. of that's the end of me. A I'm just, I'm just a... of pain. <laughs> Basically, I'll just sum up this woman because I did watch that documentary on Showtime. Joe, you did too. Yeah. Basically, this is how you can sum up this woman. She was born very wealthy. She grew up in Paris, and she lived like an asshole her entire life. She was doing LSD with Timothy Leary, traveling across Europe for a while. Then he went to jail. She just started doing coke and smoking weed and tripping nonstop and hanging out with dudes and fucking everyone on the planet. Then Timothy Leary got out of prison and they were in the witness protection program together. They moved out to Utah. They got into a huge fight because she's a raging cunt. He left her. Never (laughs) talked to her again. She's been a a total (laughs) asshole her entire life. And now she's trying to redeem herself in the final years of her life and be like, oh, I'm here to heal everybody because I'm just so great. And she's really not. She's a bored, rich person, right? This is what her life is what happens when you have unchecked amounts of money to do anything that you want. And yeah, she's pretty much lived the way I want to live. Yeah, I exactly. want to do acid right, every day. Right, yeah. but now, <laughs> based on your supercut, you know, it's a 74-year-old woman who's just, like, looking back on life and regret. Like, it really sucks because it's just, hey, go do anything. Do You have unlimited money and power to do anything you want. Yeah. And now here she is at 74 going... Oh, it was all awful. Life is life is pain, horrible. It's just yeah. let's all just put a gun in our mouth now because if- And and this poor woman, she even says, I don't want to die. I really don't want to die. <laughs> Whoops. Spoiler. She passed away in October. This right. yeah. this was from August that they recorded this. She had uh stage 4 cancer. She passed away in October. Her showtime Documentary came out in November, but uh, I thought this was kind of interesting when she explains how old she is. I'm an old woman now. I'll be 75 years old in January. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite. This is a comedy show, right? I mean, this show we're doing. (laughs) This show we're doing is a comedy show. Jesus H. Christ. All right. You want to get into some jokes? Here's a fun one. So this woman wrote a book, her memoirs. 
and which I believe was the subject of this whole documentary that I watched. So I, I think I know what it's about. It's about her hanging out with famous people. Because she hangs out with the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Right. She hangs out with a bunch of famous people, which is cool if you're rich and you can do that sort of thing and got a lot of drugs and drug connections. Mm-hmm. So someone wants to know uh, where they can buy her book. And that is you, Joanna. So where can I find your book? You'll never guess what the answer to this question is. You can find it on Amazon if you put in my name, Joanna Harcourt Smith. No shit, Sherlock! No shit! What a dumb question. How can I find your book? It's very difficult. You have to go to Amazon. <laughs> yeah, just type it into the Google search drive and Seriously. you might find it. Oh, my God. Uh, this woman makes everything about her. Oh. And even when she was born, listen to how she explains. She was born in 1946, but listen to how she explains it. I came out a couple of months after, I came out about three months after the atom bombs were, were horribly, horribly thrown onto our brothers and sisters in Japan. Guys, a little bit about me. I don't know if you guys know this, but I was born three decades before hijackers flew planes into the World Trade Center. Just three decades earlier. Yeah. That was a horrible thing. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. yeah and just know. three decades before that, I was born. You just missed that, Carl. Can you believe you it? You could have been there. Wait, my, my math might be wrong on that. It wasn't three decades. I was born, that old. <laughs> I was born 10 years after Kennedy got assassinated. <laughs> you dodged that bullet. Oh, boy. They have a lot of, like, weird sayings. So it's not just Joanna on here, but it's like a whole Zoom call with a bunch of women who are trying to get in touch with their indigenous roots, I Mm -hmm. think. I don't know. There's a lot of talk about indigenous people and a lot of, like, sayings and mantras and shit like this. In the beauty way, everyone, we are all. We are all. And we are all. Oh, yeah. this whole show is just like a bunch of fucking hippies going hey man you know why does it have to be mankind man why can't it be person kind man they have more meaningless sayings than chinese dessert on this show fucking hippie bullshit yeah all right i've been playing all the clips what do you guys got anything that you uh want to play to sum up the show or something i haven't hit yet i mean i don't have the summing up is just you know, I tried to talk Carl out of doing this show you did. earlier. This, I was, <laughs> I, I never procrastinated so long on listening to something because I tried to listen to the first five minutes of one of them, and I was like, I, I can't do it. I just can't. But my clip one is her fucking up right out of the gate. Hi, my friends. We really need your support to keep bringing these wonderful voices to you. Wonderful voice. <laughs> Could somebody with a wonderful voice maybe try selling me on this? Because this person, she can't even fucking talk. Well, I don't think English is her first language, but she's also oh, elderly. Come on. 75 years. Know, figure it out. Yeah, she's been living in Santa Fe for yeah, fucking yeah. 50 years and she still talks this way. And so- it sounds like this clip two. She is an activist, a teacher, an author. And farmer. He has a master's degree in theology from Harvard University 
In her defense, she was checking things off of her notes. You should you should be familiar with this, Andy. Oh, is that what you <laughs> That's why I have so much space in between. All right, now that you mentioned it. I, actually, I mean, podcasting is an audio format, right? For people that can speak. Am I right about that? You are, and you can always clean up dead air after the fact. This is my, not live. I forgot I forgot all my notes, so fuck my clips mostly. But um, I, there was I had like a minute-long clip, and I took out all of her spaces. Yeah. And it went down from a minute to like 40 seconds. It's like... 20 seconds of just pausing and dead air yeah. like in between each word it, it doesn't like flow unbearable. it doesn't flow real great and they also have this really weird intro and i think these women are trying to be spiritual or i don't know what they're doing but they're embarrassing themselves so with that please let's all give it up for the one and only the beautiful joanna harcourt smith what was it? Is she like putting on a headdress when she does that? <laughs> These are women who bought their computers at Best Buy earlier that day no and they're shit. pretending to be like one with the earth. Yeah. They're all on acid and shit. That they're would be cool. That'd be cool. Here's mm -hmm. some more words of wisdom from the great Joanna. Even depression has the gift of life. Yeah, up until the suicide. Yeah. <laughs> then the gift of life is gone at that point. None of this shit makes any sense that they're talking about. Here's another example of something that doesn't make any sense at all. This woman's talking about how amazing Joanna is. You're like a river that flows just so freely. You're like a river that flows. By the way, that's based on her Facebook post. She goes, I follow you on Facebook. You're like a river who flows. A what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who started doing this. It might have been Ozzy Osbourne's wife. But that fucking thing where you put your hand up and you make the hearts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it pisses oh, me off so Justin fucking Bieber much. Thing? Maybe it's a Justin B You would know. Well, you know what? It's funny because You're a this woman uh, sounds like Ozzy, doesn't she? She does Joanna. sound a little bit like Ozzy. <laughs> what about when you put half the heart up and then I put my hand up? Oh, God. Remember when we used to do that, Carl? I'll kick you out of my house if you fucking try that shit. <laughs> we did do that. So this is someone who's really impressed with this on the Zoom call. <laughs> like this? Yeah, you make a heart yeah. with your hands. Yes. And if you center it over, if you want, look at your eyes through it towards the camera, okay. it's like a big heart coming at you. Oh, beautiful. Excellent. I love it, Catherine. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> The only thing that sucks is that they didn't all die. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm depressed about from this show. If I put my hands together and you put your hands together and we push our middle fingers apart and <laughs> open them up, it can look like we're both staring at twats. <laughs> if you if your hand is bigger than your face, it means you're a genius. Uh -oh. Let's try it. <laughs> my nose. Oh, boy. All right, Andy, what else you got here, buddy? Well, you know, she spent her 20s fucking, or, you know, her teens fucking the Rolling Stones. Yeah. And then she spent the next few decades just taking LSD constantly. And then now in her 70s, she can't see a one-man show without falling to pieces. This is clip three. And I was so touched by that performance, uh, especially that... Uh... That my health is not great, and I'm 74 years old, and uh, so just be with me, both you, Stephen, and those who listen. If I, I, if I, if I have some trouble holding back tears, and uh, sweet, deep grief. 
Don't do drugs, kids. Yeah. This is what happens. Jesus. This is what happens when you get sober at sixty-eight right. and go to AA every day. Yeah. And like you, you, she tells her stories and stuff. The documentary is polar opposite of this podcast. Yeah, the documentary is actually pretty interesting. The documentary is just. Like, I enjoyed oh, it. Look at all these things that I did. Yeah. Now, now I don't I, believe it all. I mean, well, she has like these crazy memories yeah. about very specific things that happened. She yeah. knows down to who was there and what happened. Yeah. And then the guy would ask her a question. Right. And she'd be like, oh, I don't know about that. Like, something that was, like, pretty yeah. major. Well, all of her stories in the documentary are about, like, other people, about her, like, tagging along with everybody else. And they're yes. just like, and then we tried to get the Rolling Stones to to play for, like, McGovern's uh, presidential campaign. Yeah. And they said no. And so we just moved on to do some other No, Joe, they bullshit. said yes! <laughs> They, no, they traveled McGovern with her to the no. U.S. and McGovern, McGovern said no. Like McGovern these stories are just like, what the fuck is going on it's here? Just like, it's it's the most interesting woman to ever live, right. if yeah. any of this is true. Right. But she really did, like, mostly nothing she in her life. She fucked Timothy Leary. She fucked Timothy Leary. And a bunch and of other dudes. My, my least favorite so. part of that thing is at the end where she tried to say that she was more Timothy Leary than Timothy Leary. Like, she was just – she all she did was grasp for – Well – that excitement from other people. And this episode isn't about that documentary. Right. But my big takeaway from it was she was trying to prove that she was like the ultimate love of his life because she has yeah. these letters that he wrote yeah. and this tape that he left behind. Meanwhile, they got into a crazy fight. He left her and yeah. never talked to her again. Well, I think... Part, <laughs> I don't know. That I, I'm reading between the lines here. I also had just watched the Nixium sex cult documentaries. Mm -hmm. The vow, yeah. So in the Nixium sex cult, that guy grabbed the the heiresses of Seagrams. Yep. Right? Very rich women. That's the same thing Timothy Leary did. He's like, oh, this young girl is like un unchecked wealthy. He used her to get himself out of prison. And once he was out of prison, he's like, fuck off. Thanks for getting me out of jail. Bye. That's yeah. what happened. Okay. And she can't she can't deal with that. Or she can't um she can never rectify that in her brain. She talks about being manipulated, mostly by the government in that. Yeah. Which, there's a whole MK Ultra angle of Manson and sure. Larry being in Folsom Prison together. Yep. Um, so there's a whole conspiracy. Joe wants to get deep with this. Right. Uh, <laughs> now I we're, am now wearing we're going like Tim Dillon. Dillon. Yeah. <laughs> what well, does but, sound like Timothy Leary? But she just like wanted MK to get engaged. We got engaged in Folsom Prison. She only wanted to get engaged in Folsom Prison to say that she got engaged in Folsom Prison. Like, it's just a lot of bullshit. She's I mean, I could just shit. go watch this. You don't have to tell me the whole thing. Yeah, I, I, don't, don't, I don't recommend it. I don't recommend it. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I'm not going to. <laughs> it sounds like she's Courtney Love. Yeah, yeah. totally. Love totally. Love, you know? Yep, yeah. exactly. That same same cut from the same Except plot. Billy Corgan didn't write hit songs for her. It's <laughs> the only difference. All right. Anyway. Andy, anything else you want to play or talk about with this podcast that I made you listen to? Well, I, I think we may have all listened to different episodes the one i listened to she had this fucking dickhead on that was kind of talking her through grief his name was stephen jenkins it said he's a musician and he does these like tent revival things like you know snake handling yeah sh hippie shit right but the, he starts talking she asks him about uh how he's doing in corona and right out of out of the gate he's he's like oh oh we let's make sure he starts word policing her she barely said anything oh wow and he's just like oh you can't say that let's hear <laughs> let's hear clip four tell us tell us what you're feeling and thinking at this time of corona virus 19 yeah well the first thing i'd, I'd say is i think it would serve us all very well if we exercised 
real discretion over what we say. So, so the first thing is, let's not call the time that we're in the era, the age, or the time of a coronavirus or any virus. Okay. Let's, okay. let's not elevate a virus. Oh, God, who gives a fuck? Yeah, elevate? Who cares how you explain it? Right. We all know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I mean, he sounds like a barrel of laughs. But if I want to call it, if I want to call it Corona Fest or the year Grandma went bye bye, I'll call it whatever the fuck I want. Just shut up, asshole! Yeah. Shit, let's wow. shorthand this he, shit. He doesn't Move go on. He doesn't go on to say what you should call it either. No, of and, course, of course not. not. Right, and then he has another uh, word policing thing about where he talks about. Well, this is a crisis. And we should think of it as a crisis. And turns out he has no idea what a fucking crisis is. Engage it as a crisis. As long as we remember what the word crisis etymologically means. It has nothing to do with calamity or catastrophe. The word crisis means something, or etymologically it means something like, well, you've been on a quite a tear and your momentum has, has got the better of your judgment. Hmm. And there, there were various warning signs along the highway, what? and all of them said the same thing, be prepared to stop. And for whatever reason, each one of them was more or less ignored. And now it's be prepared to be stopped, which is a slight difference in meaning. Uh, an increasing sense of urgency. All right. I'm just going to pretend we didn't play what that at all. Yeah, because he I, talking You know what? About? I looked up crisis on dictionary.com. It didn't say any of that. It didn't say any of that? It didn't say that? Oh you my know God. the signs that I see by the side of the road when I'm driving on the highway? One small ask, wear a mask. That's the, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what this guy's fucking talking about, but now our fucking great state of New York is coming up with fucking rhyming schemes yeah. to make sure we're all slaves. <laughs> Stay in your home or you'll get a bone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, I don't know if my clips make any fucking sense. Is it, I had one, like, she had a joke in there, the Heartmender. I had this dream, and this booming voice said to me, your name is Heartmender. Heartmender. Wow. I thought, well, should I make up some cards that say Dr. Heartmender? What a thud. Oh. Go to the song. Go to the place. Dr. Heartmender. Dr. Heartmender. Does roll off the tongue. <laughs> Dr. Mindbender. Where's Where's Cobra Commander? <laughs> what is going on here? All right. Anything else, guys? Yeah. Sure. I'm I get sorry. A I'm making more. you rapid fire here. <laughs> no, that's all right. I, we really should just get through this. Yeah, I took a lot fewer clips than usual. I just decided to sum everything yeah, up in one clip. I really clip. did, too. But well, once I started listening to it, the Stephen Jenkins guy really got under my skin. Okay. And uh, in... Uh, clip six, I she you know she's always talking about death. So he starts talking about uh, how death is something that you can't prepare yourself for. You can't really practice for dying. There's there's no there's no rehearsing. <laughs> Does this you, guy make any fucking you know, points that make any sense? And I've ne I've never listened to this no, episode. But... I mean, I, and I think I practice twice a week. I get out my belt, Lisa, and I tie it to the doorknob, <laughs> and I practice dying till I'm not. I yeah, mean, right. you, you can put practice. Some, you put on some panties yeah. and you practice dying. That's David Carradine. Right. He practiced a lot. All right, last one. It's a good point, Andy. It's <laughs> a good point. Last one. This is, he starts comparing. Um, how if you want to be comfortable, you maybe have to change your mindset. This is uh, sanity versus comfort. Because our 
criteria for comfort is to be absolved of some things that are happening. So unfortunately, we have to choose sometimes between being comforted and being sane or lucid. Jesus. All right. So if you want to be comfortable in your gross L.A. condo, sometimes you have to put sanity aside and pretend there aren't cockroaches in all your belongings. (laughs) That makes sense. That makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this show was uh, rough. Thanks a lot, Larry Clark. I'm, I'm really glad you suggested that we listen to this yeah, podcast. Yeah, what oh the God. fuck? Mm-hmm. Pretty bad. It was pretty brutal. bad. But uh, I don't know. I feel like my spirit and my aura are now better. Yeah. Having listened to these women prattle on about nothing. Yeah, Joanna's watching over us all. It's great. I'm pretty sure she hunted humans in her lifetime. <laughs> Well, she denounces her family how terrible these people yeah. were and how ruthless and awful. And I'm just thinking, like, project much? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Whoa, I almost spilled something. Hey, guys, Press House Coffee. Oh, he almost spilled his Press House I Coffee. Almost, <laughs> I almost spilled my Press House Coffee copy. This show is brought to you by our friends at Press House Coffee. It was started by two guys who love premium coffee, but not the uppity culture around it. To help you enjoy coffee the best way, the way you like it, Head Roaster Polly personally sources each bean and creates a unique roasting profile that puts its flavors on full display. Every bag is roasted to order, ground any way you'd like, and shipped to you within 72 hours for peak freshness. Whether you're looking for the best cup of familiar diner-style coffee you've ever had or want to be amazed by the wild fruity notes coffee is capable of, you'll find something you love. And we talked about this. If you go to the website, presshousecoffee.com slash W-A-T-P, not only is there a nice greeting for our listeners, but there's also that quiz at the very bottom of the page. They have a four question quiz. And I guess people have been taking advantage of this. So we appreciate that. But if you go on there, you answer four questions and then they figure out four coffees that you will enjoy based on your taste palette and what you're interested in. And when I asked Kaya that last week, mm-hmm. and I said, grilled cheese or PBJ? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, yeah, grilled cheese, obviously. Like it was a no-brainer? Like it was a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. And I hate grilled cheese, but that's because here in America, we make it with American cheese, which is mm-hmm. garbage. Yeah. I, was, I should have asked him what grilled cheese is in Germany or well, Turkey or uh, wherever Europeans, he's eating. people, they hate peanut butter as well. They fi- they think it's disgusting. They're right. It's on par with Vegemite, like, in, well, I will in, say, not in America. I, I mean, I am going to get Prez House coffee uh, this afternoon, right after this show. I'm, yes. I'm serious. I'm going to get it. And, but if you ask me that question, I mean, what do I want my coffee to taste like? Cheese or peanut butter? I'm going with peanut butter. I'm going peanut have, butter all yeah. day on that now, one. I have, I, I have something very similar to that. So what I'm saying is... My wife got me something. No, like, no, disavow. Like, this no, is no. This is said, about press house coffee. She put it. She put it in front of me, and I threw scalding hot coffee in her face, and I said, "This is not press house. Maybe by the time you get out of the burn ward, press house will show up at my fucking house." But what I am saying is, the variety, like that, you'll get something that you haven't tried before, hmm. is awesome. I've, I've, yeah, I really enjoy it. Yeah, that is the cool thing about when you answer these questions. They learn about how acidic, sweet, earthy, or savory your favorite coffee will be, and then they hand select the coffees for you. Yeah. So you kind of let the the masters figure out. It's like when you ask for what kind of wine should I get? Yeah. With my steak, you know, yeah, right. like let, let, let the people who let know the this shit tell you what's yeah. good figure out what's going to pair well. Let with the that. tattoo artist design your tattoo. Don't walk <laughs> yeah. in there with a drawing you did and say, right. "Do this on my butt." Right. They're yeah. like the sommelier of coffee for you. Get, be, be fucking a little uppity about your coffee, loser. You put cream and sugar in it. <laughs> yeah, loser. You, you put cream and sugar in it. That means it's That's shit coffee. That's our slogan. Yeah. Yeah. 
All you losers listening to this? Yeah, right. drink drink it black and enjoy it. We could talk about Press House Coffee all day. I could. We might. Get 20% off your first order by visiting PressHouseCoffee.com slash W-A-T-P and use the promo code W-A-T-P at checkout. You will get 20% off of your order and you will be supporting the show. Please we support do the show. The lights just went out in here. Carl needs to pay his fucking electricity bill or something. <laughs> the lights literally did go out, and it's a good thing. I'm the only one who has his notes lit up in front of him. Yeah, this is going to be bad. You I poor can't... people. My fucking eyesight. Are we going... partying in a place with no power? <laughs> uh, I do want to thank Ryan from the Worst of the Best podcast. I was on that show. We talked about Star Wars. He gave me a great plug when he was on The Wilder Ride, which is a show about gene wilder so i appreciate that thanks to ryan hmm. also as you guys know tim dylan and i do this cute little thing oh, where we're constantly sending out these uh dog whistles to each other just to kind of let each other know that we're both really into each other's shows and stuff and i'll say things like i listen to tim dylan all the time he's great and tim dylan will just kind of work it into conversation like this let's call this guy carl that's not his name but like hey carl is fucked and then everyone's supposed to chime in and go, we're doing good. My dad's literally like, the move's going well. So far, so good. We'll have pictures of the house soon. He doesn't know what's going on. They're like, uh, Carl died of COVID. My dad's like, the move's going well. Thank you for watching the dogs. They're going to go, hey, Carl's fucked and has nothing. He needs anything that anyone has. And my father's going to go, here's a picture of his shih tzu. So thanks again, Tim. I hear I you, buddy. He really does know you. He knows that you're fucked. Right? I am looking forward to our crossover episodes <laughs> coming up in the very near future. Now, you're probably wondering if you listen to WATP on the reg, as you all do, what the fuck is Andy's brother Joe doing here? I'll give you the answer. He has been on assignment for the past couple of months because, as you know, Jerry Banfield was one of our favorite people on the internet. And then he got really boring and just started playing video games topless. <laughs> and that's and all he boring does. Boring to you? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's it is boring to everyone, boring. really. It's impossible yeah. to listen to. Yeah. So, Joe, why don't you set up what you've uh, put together for us today? All right. Well, the first, I didn't want to assume. Get close to the mic. I didn't want to assume that everybody knows Jerry. So my clip one is just kind of a remember who Jerry is. All right. Jerry Banfield. Let's remember, let's remember who he is. Is having $657,000 in debt, a blessing. I'm going to present you the realization I've come to this month in January 2020 as I've taken another inventory of exactly how much my debt is in an effort to get this all paid off and to document the journey for you as I take this to zero with the help of my wife and everything you are willing to do to help as well. How long ago was that? A few years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, that's about 2017, his... yeah. I think. Yeah. All right, so we're going yeah. on uh, four years now since he exclaimed that he's going to get rid of his debt. I wonder how he's doing yeah. with that. Yeah, making, I didn't uh, find anything making about... 30 bucks a day playing video games, yeah. probably. I, I, shockingly, when he's logging into Call of Duty, he's not giving you updates on what his debt is yeah. or anything like that. I'm guessing it's not getting better. <laughs> it's yeah, probably right. not going well. Right. Um, and then, so what... What does Jerry do? How did he get himself in this predicament? How does he make money is like my clip too. I've created 3,000 videos online. I've made all kinds of online courses and I sell private label rights to them on Uthena.com. I Now I made 5,000 profit last month working like 10 hours a week. So, and staying home with my kids. 
So that was a pretty sweet deal. And most of the money I made last month, I didn't actually have to do anything for. Like I could have just done nothing at all last month and still made the same amount of money. So his get rich quick scheme was, he's going to make a YouTube video about anything you could possibly want to know, which is how I found him originally. Right. He actually does have pretty good SEO when mm -hmm. you're looking for a specific thing that you want to figure out. I can't remember what it was that I was looking up, but he's got, he's got software tutorials. Yeah. He's got all sorts of things on there yeah. that you might want to find. Well, but he also, he doesn't understand what profit means. He's like, I right. $5,000 profit. He also spends $10,000 in advertising. About. Right, right. So he's been losing money every year yeah. since he stopped becoming an alcoholic police officer. Yeah. Right, right. Um, you would just mean police officer. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that type of thing fascinated me. Sure. Right? And so I was like, I started going, well, what, what happened? How did he get himself in this situation? What type of man does this and things like that so the three is a little bit of how, how did how did you get to be where you are i started hiring freelancers i borrowed fifty thousand dollars of personal loans i literally used the money i borrowed to pay freelancers to get let's go i'll hire him he'll make the course i'll put it up and sell it I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars over the next year in paid ads to promote my courses, at which point Udemy sent me an email absolutely out of the blue saying my account had received a final suspension and all of my courses were taken down. I created a lot of trouble in was with my relationships with co-instructors. I didn't think about my co-instructors or the community that much. I only thought about myself, my sales. A lot of other instructors got aggravated complained to you to me about me the one thing i did is i made an incentivized review system that was obnoxious he took all my incentivized reviews off plus a bunch of legitimate reviews and then it seems like the relationship with Udemy on their end, it seemed like they didn't like me. All right, so basically this guy's a scam artist. Yeah. And he makes that very clear. Well, when he said incentivize reviews, yes. it's like you're either getting something for saying, hey, I liked it or right. whatever. And then he says a, a handful of legitimate reviews. But then what, you know, and this will become a theme as we go is just like he didn't care about anybody else. He only cares. And this is why I like Jerry in a way is like it is. He's honest goal yeah he is a driven person and oh, well, he used to be now goal. he just plays video games yeah, every day. right <laughs> right but he set it all up like i mean we've yeah. said it it's just like oh i work 10 hours a week because i made the courses and now i just sit back and let him do it he's goal oriented but he never reaches those goals no no that's no. the fun thing about him <laughs> no. he's like i'm gonna get out of debt i'm gonna start paying it down yeah. and i lost another ten thousand dollars yeah he said he's gonna <laughs> oh, run across shit. the country and he got on a treadmill right <laughs> yeah right yeah um, but so he's been deplatformed and <laughs> fucking videos. He, he made a lot, he got, it's all clicks. He's all about the clicks and, yes. this, and he did a lot of hacking videos. And so where he, he had a lot of problems on YouTube because he made a lot of hacking videos that they said are not good anymore or whatever. He did like a, a cryptocurrency called steam. He oh yeah. Involved in, I forgot about that. Completely collapsed or whatever. <laughs> I didn't get, I, as much is as there anything you would sell this guy that he wouldn't buy? Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. But you know he gives away those Zoom calls for 100 bucks? Yeah, yeah. You'd probably make $1,000 on a $100 Zoom call speaking, if you have the right sales pitch. Speaking of that, Carl, my clip four is the last time we heard about Jerry was that. However, I don't want to sell online video courses anymore. Now I'll sell, leave them up. But I want to put everything out for free from now on. I want all my content to be out for free. And then the only thing I'm going to charge for is my time. 
So, and I just reduced my call price to $99 for an hour and I just had the first reduced price call at $99 an hour at jerrybanfield.com slash call. I just had the first call for that today. It was so cool. I'm pretty sure the first and only was yeah. Soft Weekly. <laughs> well, it was our friend Soft Weekly, yeah, yeah. Who, uh, who did that call with a couple other guys. I never did hear any of that. How uh, dare you value your time at $100 an hour? Well, you know what's funny about that is that he was on to the right thing at first. Like, I can just create all these courses and then make money doing nothing. It's like, right. yes, right. that's how you do it, man. Yeah. And then he's like, fuck all that. I'm just going to charge for my time and make an hourly fucking wage like everybody else. Yeah. No! Yeah, yeah. You're doing it wrong. You're going in the opposite direction of where you should be going. Right. So I did. I bought his book. Uh, oh, actually, what? I, t- I take that back. Hold on a second. I what? got I got it for free for signing up for Audible. So I have it. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. I, I suggest anybody if you want. It's twelve hours. It's over twelve hours. I wow. I will eventually be a Jerry expert, but I'm not. Is it like yet. his podcast? His book? Well, no. Okay. Uh, so the problem, or what it is, is what I don't know where I get to it here, but. I like what? What did he do? He he keeps telling his life story and shit. I'm like, what is it? And it, it, he always glosses over it. Yeah, it's in the book, and I yeah. haven't gotten to the book yet, but we'll get there. But I so, think I know his life story. I've studied Jerry quite a bit, Joe. Yeah, we'll, I think I know the deal. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So we, we did the first call that was soft weekly, and then I'm just the first thing when I started diving into Jerry, the first thing I came up with uh, found was five. PJ Phillips says, Jerry, you're the best. Thanks, man. You're, what you see is all there is. So if you see the best, it's because you're the best too, man. Thank you. Aw, he's right. He is correct. <laughs> PJ is the best. Yeah, that's the first. I'm like, holy shit, PJ's everywhere. Um, so when last, that's, we, we had the call. Um, I found PJ there. The other thing that Jerry, so after he got deplatformed, nobody's buying anything. Now it's COVID environment. And Jerry, this is when the Jerry Banfield show started. I, did we talk about the Jerry the Banfield gymnasium? the last time? In the gymnasium. Jerry was doing... Lecturing. Mo- motivate, he's moved yeah. into motivational speaking. Right. And he partners himself with this guy, John Hunter. Okay. John Hunter owns the gym. Is he related to Hunter Biden? Yes. Um, <laughs> it's his husband. Okay. And so... John Hunter and Jerry were doing motivational speaking out of John Hunter's gym. Okay. So let's learn a little more about John Hunter. Here's uh, clip six. I'm so grateful John has been a huge help and huge influence in my life already in just the month or so that we've known each other. John is here today to share his incredible life experience with us in this interview. Help us get to know him, and by getting to know him, help you with your life and your experience today. Just go right into Yeah, that G- taught me nothing. They're in, like, here's, here's Jerry um, you know, interacting with John right away. Something. John, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Jerry. Awesome, man. I am so blessed to be here with your brother. You are incredible. John, it takes one to know one. <laughs> what you see is, is all there is. And John, uh, <laughs> I uh, would first uh, like to know to start I this out. a giant loser. <laughs> no good deed. It's funny because the thing I like about Jerry is he loves public speaking. He yeah. loves getting up in front of people and talking. He tried comedy even though he didn't have a routine. Yeah. Or any jokes. He's like, I'll just do stand-up for 30 minutes. Like, it, it's okay. It is, I think it's a testament to Toastmasters. Yeah, I guarantee both of these guys, they probably met each other at Toastmasters. Then how could they not have just a fucking conversation with each other? Right off the bat, they stumble that hard? Yeah. Oh, 
It was yeah that natural ability because they don't know how to talk to That's anybody true. else. They can only know how to ramble yes. incoherently right. for hours. All they, and do, they can do, all they it. know how to do is go, "Hey, you're working hard or hardly working." <laughs> that, I mean, that's their whole fucking thing. Yeah. Is that um, part of your act, Andy? I like that. It's pretty good. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I came up with that. Hey, uh, Vinny, if you want to buy some jokes, I think Andy... Yeah, go ahead, Joe. What do you got? No, I, I, that's fine. Um, so let's find out how the public speaking at the gym is going. No, Cliff 8. Uh, a perfect example. Uh, I run a gym. I've been running a gym for about 20 years. And happened to be today, actually yesterday afternoon, our gym had to close. God works in mysterious ways, not our ways, right? Yeah. It's amazing. So, yeah, I'm sitting here right now, unemployed, still speaking and hoping that uh, I can still change lives. Well, God works in mysterious ways by telling Gavin Newsom to ruin all the small businesses. Oh, God, here we go. (laughs) Well, why do you think the gym closed? They're in Florida. It's not that he smited a terrible (laughs) show and scam that you were running out of your gym. Fair enough. You'll love this. Carl, you were just in Florida. I was. And how was it? It was great. I had a blast. So they're in St. Petersburg, or okay. I think in Florida. I don't know if that's exactly right, but um, so not Gavin Newsom territory. <laughs> okay, so he had no. nothing to do with it. All right, no. fair enough. But uh, here's another Jerry's. Uh, I wonder why the gym closed. Can't stand all the mask wearing. I personally try and go everywhere I can without wearing a mask. And you could do that in Florida, by the way. It's right. one of the things I enjoyed about it. Yeah, I think that's why Jerry loves Florida as well. Nice. What motivates John? For me, it's my faith in God. For you, it could be whatever it is. But for me, it's my faith in God. Okay. For, for Jerry, yeah. it is too. Yeah, Jerry. Yeah. So, uh, They're religious guys. S- AA stuff. Yeah. Yes. So the thing that I've said about to Andy many, many times is that Jerry is human clickbait. He's an emotional vampire, and he will do anything for attention. And it's usually in a positive way. If he's not topless on a live stream or yeah. wearing a fucking tube top, right. he's wearing a Jerry Banfield show t-shirt. Oh, who would ever do that? And he's, and he, he's <laughs> wearing their own show t-shirt. <laughs> what a jerk. And he's, God knows how many he's printed. They're all like gold and rainbow and like, who knows how much money he's spent on his t-shirts. The other shirt that he wears constantly is a prayer t-shirt. Yes. And he's very much... Um, you know, submitted himself prayer to yes, yeah, submitted himself to his higher power, who is God, whatever. Well, he so can't prayer. He can't live his life on his own. He's figured that out. Yeah. He's like, shit, I better give this over to somebody else. Oh, right, right, right. I'm fifty thousand dollars in debt. Uh, Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah, yeah. fucking <laughs> right. It'll be okay if God wills it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where he and John kind of connect uh, and cross over. Um, what else can John teach us? You know, uh, where is he coming from? Twelve. What have you been through in your life that has gotten this idea fully into your heart and and to let it be out there? What are some of the times where you've had only your blessed and unstoppable left? Okay. Well, Jerry, I've been married five times. Five times. So courageous. Yes. And, and, And I'm not ashamed of it. Should be. <laughs> what a success story. So, so This was called Blessed and Unstoppable. I think I sent it to you guys. I said, don't bother watching this because it's I unbearable. Didn't. But it's called Blessed and Unstoppable. Those are John's power words. I'm blessed and unstoppable. And I've been married five times. And you might be like, what? who gets married five times? How do you get married five times? What type of person gets married five he's times. still the president okay joe <laughs> until the 20th <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's channel uh clip 13 i danced uh for about 12 and a half years 
Wow. Traveled Dance? all over. Uh, loved it. Uh, there was Obviously, there's good and bad in everything, Jerry. Um, I danced with a, a, a couple people that are, you know, on movies now doing well. Uh, danced with them for a few times. Um, basically, my career was starting to end when the Magic Mike crew uh, was pretty much uh, starting up. So I danced with those guys for a little bit. But, uh, there's a thunder amazing, down under. Uh, and, and they're all good people, you know. It's, yes. The, he was a male stripper what? for over for about 20 years. How big is his penis, Joe? Well, that's the blessed part. He's okay. blessed and unstoppable. Where is he blessed? Oh, okay. Now, I did not go No wonder Joe grabbed so many clips. Looking for <laughs> clips of John Hunter stripping. But um, I did yeah. three years of jazz yeah. and two years of tap and 10 years of pole. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm guessing his first three wives were old women and he was a kept man. And then he tried to fall in love for love and it failed. And then he got married again. Whatever. Why are we learning so, so much about this other guy? Let's get back to so Jerry. This, let's get back to Jerry. That, that was his. The, that's the end of the Jerry Banfield show is the reason I'm bringing yep. this up. Okay. Is the gym closed. Now Jerry is doesn't know what to do with himself anymore and but now we get into clips of why jerry sucks and the thing that keeps popping up on if you start looking at his videos and shit like that is here's my life story here's my life story in one minute here's my life story uh in 10 minutes here's my life story while i pay play call of duty and shit so just to give you an idea of that that's my Clip 14, and I sped it up for mercy's sake. Inspire you, give you something useful. And what I'm gonna do today is tell you the short version of my life story while I play Call of Duty Warzone in the background. Quick one minute version of my life story, and then I'll get into more detail. I was born near Detroit, Michigan. To two loving parents, my father was alcoholic, drug addict, sex addict, and a gambler, and he finally settled down after being with my mom the first six or so years. My mom went in the army when I was a baby because my dad got kicked out of his own house. My mom was living with his parents. My mom went in the army to provide for all of us, and I had a very nice life growing up. It was difficult sometimes because of constantly relocating everywhere. When I was a child, we were moving from one place to another all the time, and I thought I was going to go in the army, but I went to college at the University of South Carolina to do an undergraduate originally in engineering, and then I switched over to criminal justice. I, my thinking was, if I can figure out what's wrong with my, me and why I have all these criminal thoughts, then maybe I can figure out, you know, if I can figure out what how things are going on with other people, maybe I can discreetly discover how to figure out what's going on with me. I went, I went really crazy, eventually got to be a police officer, went totally wild doing that. I went, then lost that job. Went to graduate school in 2010 to do I started was working on a PhD, but I quit that to do a business based on video game addiction. And I appreciate the irony of that today, as I'm currently playing video games and live streaming online. The, one of the biggest events in my life was I got sober in 2014 after years of struggling with using alcohol as a way to kind of cope with all the problems and frustrations in my life. And now here we are today. So that's kind of the quick version. Right. <laughs> he, I still haven't been able to dig into, I'm hoping it's in the book, his the the story about him being a cop and getting fired for being a cop but that's why i slowed down on that is like the fact that he was a police officer is fucking unbelievable yeah it really is um he was an out of control alcoholic that's why he was fired as a police officer no he had inappropriate contact with a fellow female officer oh did he yeah yeah nice yeah (laughs) Um, Jerry, Jerry, I'm pretty, Jerry. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. I, I, I'll let you know the next time when I actually find out. But okay. I did hear that at one point. The uh, the thing that is just absolutely infuriating is clip the next clip there. I've got kind of a weird thing, for, according to some people. I refuse to work. Like I only will do things I want to do. <laughs> I won't work for money. <laughs> Which, well, sometimes. You let your wife work and watch the kids. (laughs) 
I'm... You can do that? What am I doing? Hold on a second. I just realized the common denominator in Opie, Patrick Michael, uh, Stuttering John, yeah. Jerry Banfield, they're all the same person. Yeah, yeah. They all refuse to work. Yeah, yeah. And, Andy, and, and, I try not to discuss it too much with him, but I... He, Andy's heard me say multiple times that Jerry is like the positive part of Patrick Michael's negative. Patrick okay. Michael is, don't talk to me. I don't want to be a part of it. Jerry's like, please come talk to me. That's true. Give, give it all to me. That's true. But they're yeah. the exact fucking same. They're the same fucking person. Well, yeah, you're right. I, I'm trying to think of what the other differences are, and there really aren't any. Patrick Michael puts himself on the internet content, way too content, much. Content. And content. Jerry is putting himself on the internet way, way too yeah, much. Yep. Mm-hmm. These people just need to go away for a little while and figure it out, I feel like. Yep. Yep. And Jerry is going away. I mean, into the video Obscurity. game. Obscurity. Yeah. yeah. Um, he goes through phases. He'll come back. Yeah. So, He'll be a motivational speaker again so you someday. Hear, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you heard him say sometimes you just stay home. And, and you know Could what? Could you imagine this guy a motivational coach? He comes out there, he's like, I was seven hundred thousand dollars in debt. They're like, sweet, how do you figure it out? By the end of it, he's like, and now a million dollars in debt. <laughs> well, then why are we listening to you? Right. I want someone who's figured it out. He's like, yeah. I will eventually. I'll come back. Yeah. I'll tell you. But Jerry, he said it there. His uh, his poor fucking wife, uh, sixteen. The one way that's really good to make money online is just to get a job. My wife has done that. She works full time online. She makes like 70 plus thousand a year now i'm sure she working wants full time online she literally got two jobs online my wife searched on upwork for attorney jobs she got some legal writing jobs she searched on google for once she found the kind of client she could work for she searched on google and now she got offered another job she has essentially two part-time jobs that work out to full-time work and good income Jesus, that poor woman. She so, must be like 300 pounds. Yeah. Right? And hideous. Well, so no, like, why, why would she stay with this my guy? My problem is supporting this What attorney ass. work? She's only making $70,000 a year. Now, th- that is a decent income. But I would say it's super low for any type of law or attorney Well, work. it doesn't even make sense. He's like, she was Googling clients that she could work with. Right. That's how you get new clients. It's like legal, it's like you don't a, get it by Googling. What, what's the fucking <laughs> legal Zoom, right? Where you could, yeah. like, it must be shit like that. I guess. Like Fiverr for legal advice there or you something go. like Probably, that. Probably, you know? yeah. But what I didn't pick up until just now is that he's like, oh, I made $5,000 last month. And he's like, my wife works two part-time jobs. That means there are no fucking benefits. Right. There are no, there's no 401k. There's no fucking safety net. There's no fucking time off. There's nothing. This woman is. But she's still making 70 grinding. grand. Grinding. Huh? She's still making 70 grand. Can you put the microphone somewhere in the vicinity of your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fucking go. I know the lights are out, but I'm going to go over there and murder yeah, you. I, know, I can't see where it is. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so I, I don't know. They're, it's shockingly, oh, they're they're fucking hanging on by the seat of their fucking pants. I think that's not a really big surprise. Okay. So Jerry, clickbait, fucking emotional vampire, has to get in on the Me Too movement. He's like, oh, this Me Too <laughs> thing is super hot. I'm going to put out a fucking Me Too video. So that's this next clip. Part of me says that I don't have a bad enough story that's even worth sharing. Like, so what? Somebody, some some stranger touched you when you were a little boy. So what? <laughs> like, to some degree, it is a so what. Like, what about the whole rest of my life? I do get to program myself how I want to be. Oh, God, that programming myself how I want to be is another great one. But so anyway, uh, Jerry 
Jerry was left with a babysitter whose boyfriend came over and he was three years old. He, there's no way he fucking remembers any of this happened. And it may not. And then a three-year-old said, this guy touched me, but the babysitter's boyfriend touched me out of the bathtub. And that's his Me Too story or whatever. All right, well, I don't not, not to... the thing about the cop and like how he molested his training <laughs> no, not, officer. Not, not the Me Too part where he was the predator. Right. <laughs> I don't know if you think this is the creep op, and I'm not going to like make jokes about him getting molested when he was three. I don't know if that's a lot it's of fun. Not, I'm not, I don't throw this out there <laughs> to be like, let's make fun of somebody getting molested. What I'm throwing out there is that Jerry barely has a Me Too story, but he put out a 40-minute video about Me Too because Me Too is a thing right yeah. now. He jumps on any trend. Yes. It's all clickbait. This guy is an SEO he master. He is a fucking... He, and he is a master. He is. He is a fucking... Ma- that, uh, you have He's, to There's something him. about him. You have to respect him. I mean, Joe, you did this because in some way you enjoyed it. And There's something about this guy that you're like, what is this guy's deal? I have to keep watching. And, and we'll get to it later on, too. Can we get I, to it sooner than later? Yeah, okay. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> No, well, I, I mean, told you the segment can't go on all day. Uh, okay, <laughs> Patrick so Michael's get... up to fucking some funny shit. So are John is. I mean, Jerry's great, but let's uh, roll through this. Yeah, okay. Let's just skip right to twenty-two. Which the other clickbait thing is, he found his long lost sister online, or she found him. That's okay. clip twenty-two. It's been a wonderful learning opportunity. I ended up the day or so after I got home, making apologies to all of my sisters for. I got so excited about this trip, I wanted to meet Twee and her husband Mike so much that I didn't spend that much time thinking about how everyone else, especially my family in Michigan, my aunt, my other aunts and uncles, my sisters, I didn't consider as much how this might be experienced from their point of view. And I, I see an opportunity to continue thinking more about the other end of what I'm doing, so to speak. When I'm doing something, how does this affect my wife? How does this affect my daughter, my son? How do all the things I'm doing affect other people? And that's a delicate balance to not people please, to try and make everyone happy. We felt a lot of pain that most members of our dad's family were not open to experiencing this. I uh, obviously is really excited about this. I get really excited about a lot of stuff pretty easily. (laughs) And I mean, I'm like a child. That's why I have a happy life because I get excited about stuff easily. And and my Aunt Kathy was very open and met us and saw us as you can see from some of the pictures. I think there's one after we get through my lunch, Aunt Kathy here. But most of the rest of the family, understandably, and you could say regrettably, was not available or interested in meeting with Twee on the trip. Now, of course, we could have planned farther in advance. Of course, some of these things need more time to realize your father had another child that no one knew about. I understand that. So... Jerry's dad was in Vietnam, uh, the Vietnam War. He fucked some. He fathered yeah. a, a Vietnam you got, child. You got girlfriend in Vietnam, and he fucking <laughs> fathered a child in Vietnam who found Jerry. And Jerry's like, "Let's do this content. Everyone's going to be interested in this." Meanwhile, the rest of his family's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And so he's left to like pick up the shattered pieces of the family he actually knows because he decided to like get together with the bastard daughter of his dead father. I like that in that clip, 
He explains why he's so happy because he's childlike in his nature. Yeah. We listened to a clip where he was suicidal and his two-year-old son (laughs) was petting his hair and saying, it'll be okay, daddy. We'll get through this. I'm not buying that this guy's just happy-go-lucky. My life's amazing, Jerry. I'm not buying it. Go to my clip 28. When you have crushing debt, (laughs) you are not a happy-go-lucky guy. Okay, 28. 28. But like my son was screaming and crying earlier. And uh, I started crying too because I needed to cry. And uh, yeah, sometimes it's hard to watch him fuss the way he does. He's two. It's probably hard to watch you fuss the way that you do. He's like, I'm not going to get outdone by this two-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, you're he's going to get all I'm the attention. <laughs> <laughs> Game on. Yeah. It's just He's just so fucking weird. At one point, speaking of suicide, go to 25. Give all right. This. Val- speaking of suicide. Val says, if I want to live a new life in a new body, should I stop living this one intentionally? I, what feels right to me is... By by the way, the answer is, I'm not qualified to answer that question. Go seek professional help. (laughs) This guy's just like, should you commit suicide? Let me think about that. I'll give you the answer. I, what feels right to me is to really live this life as completely as I can in this body. And I've got to several points in my life where I thought about ending it, and I'm so grateful I didn't. Because here's the thing. So according to Soft Weekly... This is his crew. They're asking these questions. Oh, oh yeah. I, yeah. I, obviously, it was a, a, a uh, setup. Yeah. It, yeah. That was clear to me. So Jerry says, don't commit suicide. Here's why. Why do you think Jerry's going to say don't commit suicide? Because you can watch him play video games yeah. if you're alive. <laughs> How else are you going to see him play Call of Duty so after answer, you die? The answer is 26. I look at my kids, and I don't want to be a baby anytime soon again i really like being grown up and having a voice and being able to wipe my own butt i really like that (laughs) and the there's a lot of things that can be done in this life and to me the idea of having to start a new life you want to talk about exhausting to be a baby again and to go through all that again so I'd say do every single thing you can in this life. Jesus. What a fucking moron. I thought this guy was religious. Well, that's the weird thing, right? He, he, he he's is. a Jesus-y guy, that's but then he problems. also somehow believes in reincarnation. But not just reincarnation. That you're, that's right. I forgot. He, he remembers all of his past lives. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, I kind of I had that, but I, we skipped you, over You glossed over all the interesting stuff. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, he was you, a you, Nazi said, you said let's get it over with, so we jumped through it. <laughs> well, we learned all about his fucking business partner for a while there. Yeah, yeah. Not that he was a Nazi soldier that did horrific things. Yeah. One, of my, one of my favorite clips of Jerry. Yeah, he do, he loves to say that you can program your brain. Yes. And, and, okay, well, we can do the 24. Okay. I've also remembered my actual incarnation into this life. I remember before I even had a body deciding that my two parents would be kind of my vehicle into this world again. I was essentially guaranteeing myself to be a victim of whatever environment I put myself in. But I knew that going in and I accepted that and I saw the environment I was going into with my parents and I chose to go into there. This is where I get excited about Jerry Band. Yeah. Because I discovered him because he was so in debt and he's telling you how to live your life. And I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. But then when you get into this idea that not only did he pick the parents, yeah. 
Like he he was a vessel right. that said those are gonna be my next parents, mm-hmm. and then became a baby mm-hmm. and lived his life up until now, remembering all of that. Right. He can tell you about when he was the Duke of fucking Earl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Who yeah. knows what in <laughs> Europe? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I got into his life. He was story. also on a spaceship once, yeah. and he wasn't sure if he was an alien or a human on the spaceship. I'm like Jerry, yeah. you had a fucking vivid dream. Yeah, right. It, this isn't like a past life that you yeah. had. How stupid are you? Yeah, nobody, nobody. We got into his life story because it's just like who chooses that? My dad was a drug, de- drug out, freaking gambling addict. Right. And he's like, yeah, great, let's do that. So and, he's been and, making bad decisions since before he was born. Yep. And all maybe, that makes sense. And never learning <laughs> yeah. a goddamn thing. Right. Right. Like his, he knew his dad was like that and then he went and did all the same shit right all of it and um <laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous i um, was the junk monster in the star wars junk <laughs> you know what <laughs> fuck the a hundred dollars for a zoom call with jerry hundred bucks zoom call with jerry's wife i got some fucking questions yeah, yeah really. what are you doing and that's, what, you what was plan b yeah. how horrible was that and that's 30 30. Oh, good. Before your wife didn't support you getting back into gaming, I assume she sees it as not a profitable endeavor. What would you like to... She likes to see you putting your efforts into. Nathan, my wife suggested I just literally sit at home and enjoy my time with the kids and take some time for myself. And I think that's actually a really good suggestion. But... Amazing. <laughs> Mrs. Banfield over here, what does Jerry yeah. consider sober? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Follow-up question. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, yeah seriously. So... You know what her answer would be? I did not say that. Yeah. I don't know why he thinks I said that. I tell him to get a job every day on my way out the door. So spending all this time going through him, I had to like start reading between the lines. And what I came up with is that Jerry must throw epic temper tantrums. Yeah. And the words, well, do you want me to start drinking again? Come out of his mouth <laughs> when he's talking to his wife. Every conversation. Oh, I guess I'll just kill myself yeah, and get yeah. reincarnated again. I guess I'll again. just drink myself to death. Is that what you want? Oh, Call of Duty is starting in a minute. I got to go. Right. <laughs> Big Scott's Will says, Jerry Jerry Banfield's luck is so bad, he would be reincarnated at Jerry Banfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. But that's, so, that's what's so crazy about all this is that he's convinced that you just become another person right away. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you just kill yourself as soon as things go shitty? I know. Oh, $100,000 in debt, I'll just start over again. <laughs> it's shocking that he hasn't taken himself up on that Right. Offer. Right. <laughs> yeah. He actually, um, this is the kind of guy, and I, I, I say this understanding that this might happen. I'm going to feel bad one day. This is the kind of guy that would do a murder-suicide with his family. <laughs> yeah. Because he loves his kids so much, and oh. they should be they should have a better parent. Yeah. The, 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 so... We right. moved a little quickly. The thing I forgot to mention here. We're not moving quickly at all, Joe. <laughs> well, for, for, my clip, for my clip list, we're moving through it quickly. Um, we talked about the shirts, and he, he, he games uh, topless or in a tube top or wearing his shirts. The thing that I – I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Why is he wearing a backpack the whole time? If you look at a lot of the clips, he's is got he, the like, straps. Shirtless with – He's shirtless, green straps. <laughs> shirtless with what looks like a backpack. It's not a backpack. It's him with his two-year-old son strapped to his chest. Oh, great! While he's making videos or playing Call of Duty, <laughs> he has a child strapped to him. Um, and he never acknowledges never, it, right? That I'm fucking doing this. I don't care what the fucking obligations are. I don't care what's going on. We're so we're the opposite of shit. Patrick Michael. Exactly. Well, and also the kid's not crying because it's strapped to him. Right. So. 
He, he's pulling it off. That's the difference. Jerry's pulling it off. Patrick Michael is not. Father of the year, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. He's fucking killing it. Up until that murder-suicide. He's doing great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, now he's gaming online. So the first one, it, it's like not just Jerry. He's got uh, somebody he fucking uh, roped into helping him. You know, his new John Hunter is Tyler. And that's, uh, what is that? 31. Uh, so the qu- what was the question like? How do you forgive yourself for doing something? Yeah, what advice do you have for a person to forgive themselves? So I think you have to come to terms that... Uh, de- all the bad time to ask Tyler that when the game's loading. <laughs> <I'm-> <laughs> Good job, Jerry. So that's why Jerry fucking does most of this shit by himself because he can't fucking get together with more than one person. Is he on Twitch? What platform yeah, is he on? Yeah, he's definitely on Twitch. Is it, he making money on, from Super all, Chats I it, I think or it's subscriptions? Facebook Live. All, all of it. It's all of it. Oh. Like it, at the beginning here, he is constantly getting multiple platforms up and running: Twitch, Facebook Live, okay. YouTube. How is he monetizing that? Is it subscribers? I, is I, it? I don't know how chats? he's monetizing the game, okay. the gaming shit. I couldn't figure it out. It's because is every, he thanking people for donations at oh, any point? Yes. Okay. Oh, constantly, Ugh. constantly. It's all pops up. It'll probably come up in these compilations. I, I fucking, I'll just say this right now. I'm going to sound like a total boomer. Any show that spends a percentage, let's say 5%, 20% of the show thanking people for donating yeah. and asking other people to donate, but just be a cam girl. Yeah. Then you're just a fucking cam girl at that point. Yeah. It's, all the, it's so annoying. Yeah, it's all, my least favorite part of any show. All the shout outs, all the likes, he's all about it. it, it it's nonstop through the entire time. Um, Which is why I stopped paying attention to Jerry Banfield. He's got to get back to doing a show, being motivational, yeah. talking about his debt and how amazing he is. It's hard It's hard to s- decide to sit down and watch any of the gaming shit because it's anywhere from an hour and a half to four hours. Is he any it's good at gaming? Because I've watched I, I some of this know. shit. I can't even tell. It's always just him like scavenging, looking for a fucking gun somewhere. There's no way he's fucking good. Well, let's know. Right. And that's in real life. Let's, let's listen to some of his gaming, okay? All right. So let's clip 32. Oh, I get dirty on kids. All right, anything I can do to make a highlight clip's what I'm going for. Let's go. I got it. Yes, that's it! That's the win! Let's go! Dude, thanks for helping me make that highlight, my friend! That's how I roll! Yes! <laughs> let's go! Yes! The melee! Let's go! Oh! I filled him up! Let's go! He's screaming into his son's ear! He's <laughs> got a He's not, wearing, he's not constantly wearing he's it, baby. He's screaming no, into no, his ear! No, I want to imagine that he's always wearing a toddler now! <laughs> It's just every everything. It's always well, he is it. childlike. Yeah, I'll give yeah, him yeah. that. Yeah, Holy yeah. shit, dude! Yeah, it's a video game. You're yeah. not really in a war. Yep. Yeah. Does yeah. he know that? No, he does not. Okay. Know. Okay. How is Jerry good at video games? That's clip thirty-three. All right. Show you what I know about how to get the W's. I just got a massage. I'm hella relaxed. I had a whole body massage every week, dude. It's a miracle for my body. Fuck you. Oh, man. This is a perfect airport camping tower scenario. My man right there made that easy for me to get that kill. Much love to him. Little Poppy, you didn't see that one coming, did you? When you see that train coming in, my man, you got to go. You got to go, little Poppy. You can't just sit there and let that thing dump on you like that. Oh, my God, little Poppy. 
Hi, friends. We're in dead center of the circle in my very favorite camping spot. Oh, you're like, why the hell do you camp here? This is boring as hell because this is the safest spot. And even if a juggernaut comes up here, I got, I might even be able to kill a juggernaut if they're up here. Ah! I just fucked that jug up! Let's go! Oh my god, that was sexy. How was that different than the clip we played before this? So, so, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, Joe. All, so, well, I'm okay, lost. you're a boomer. I am. Fucking yeah. Call of Duty. Do you yeah. know what camping is? No. <laughs> okay. I've never sake. played Call of Duty. For your sake, camping is For just... my sake, most of the people listening to the show have never played Call of Duty. I, no. we'll, we'll let the Discord fucking win, right. okay? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> camping is where you just find uh, the safest spot possible and sit there. Neat. And just wait for fucking kills to fucking cross your path. And everyone hates you. And everyone hates you. Clip fucking 34. Freaking oh. You really oh. can't get no kills unless you camping. You're yeah, fucking you're bad. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that lucky ass fucking airstrike. <laughs> So I respect Jerry for leaving that in and fucking for us. But so Jerry is not good at fucking playing video games. Okay. Everyone hates him. Leaving it in, he's just streaming live. No, those are those are compilation edits. Oh, he put those together. I put I put them together, but there are a lot of compilation edits. Interesting. All, uh, all, that's when he's talking about making two videos a day. What he does is like stream for four hours and then makes a highlight clip based out of that. And there's his two videos. He goes back and edits his own boring video game playing. Yes. Oh, buried the lead. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Do other people do that? I don't know, but I mean, that's how he's making all this content is like, he's you know, plugging in the head. Because like what YouTube it is ads. is how to kill a juggernaut, you know. In oh, Call so he's still Duty. doing video tutorials. Then. Oh, it's all tutorials. How to Call of Duty. How to do this. How to I do that. I was screaming my kids' ear. All that shit. <laughs> how, to, how to deafen your child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Wow. Um, but so you cut off the one compilation a little early. I did. Uh, it leans into his catchphrase. Let's go. I did hear him yeah. yell that a few times. Are you yelling You're it a familiar lot. with um, Randy Rhodes and Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train, right? I am. Are you familiar with Little John, the King of Crunks, fucking yeah. uh, Trick Daddy song? Let's go. Yes. That's our last clip here. Let's go! Let's go! Filled him up! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Nice. And there it is. Nice. I'll work. get into his book. Like, I've been trying to get this to you for a while, Carl. I, I know. Carl, he said, I said, Carl, can I come do Jerry Banfield? He said, Roger, Roger. Yeah, <laughs> came over. I came and knocked on his door, and the front porch lights oh. went out. And, <laughs> but so there. Now, I got, like I said, I got his book. We'll, we'll come back to Jerry. Did, I mean, I. I can see how obsessed you are with him. Ooh. Just so you, you've done way too much homework. I, I sit at a computer and work all day and I did find myself just, I was recording it obviously, but I would put on him playing video games and it's just, fuck, it, it gets mesmerizing. It's a uh, Dr. Mind Heartbender. I can tell that you have been like 
infected with it and now you're subjecting us all to it (laughs) it sounds like when you're at work you're working about as hard as this guy So I just have a couple of random things with our friend Stuttering John this week. <laughs> yeah. Stuttering John was on somebody else's show called The Hole with Rob Sprance and Lori Levine. Hmm. And I saw this clip because somebody posted it in our subreddit. And God bless you people who find these random clips. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you so much. Because they're talking to Stuttering John about what would have made The Tonight Show better. Back when he was on oh, it. Can you guys uh, me, guess uh, what the answer is? Yeah. Uh, if I was in way more yes! segments. Yeah. <laughs> According to Stuttering John, the show would have been better if he was sitting on the couch with the guests. Uh. Berg still says he's like, man, they only listened to me and put you on the couch. It would have been hysterical. Because I know it would have been. Yeah. Because whenever a celebrity gave some bogus ass answer... Like, I would have done just what I did on the Stern Show. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Tell the freaking truth already. I don't know. The they... director was a dick. I love that that's his examples of great jokes he would have told. Yeah. If I was there, I'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Come on. Come on. I would have pretended to punch him in the face. Get, get over here, <laughs> you piece of shit. I love that he's dealt with all these publicists. He knows how Hollywood works. You get big guests on tonight on the Tonight Show because it is not the Howard Stern Show. <laughs> they know exactly what they're going to talk about. They've already done a pre-screener. They're going to say, "Oh my gosh, the entire cast was amazing." Yeah. I'm best friends with Mike, uh, the the director. I'm best friends with all my co-stars. And John's like, "And I would have told him you're full of fucking <laughs> shit." Yeah. What they don't do is let some degenerate scumbag sit next to them and right. tell them they're doing a bad job. That would never have happened. That would not have flown. On the Tonight Show, I don't know why he thinks. Also, it wouldn't have made the show better. Him trolling the guests would not have made the yeah, show better. Can you just see somebody like Burt Reynolds, like sitting there looking at him, like just they would, would just punch him in the face, just staring at him yeah. blankly. Well, also, how would how would Jay Leno react to that? Yeah. Jay Leno's trying to fucking run a show, and he's, he's got John heckling the fucking guests. So is the whole a podcast about people that just fucking suck all the energy out of a fucking experience? I, have, I just got no idea. <laughs> all right. What else was going on with Stuttering John? He talks about how he has Hockey Puck monitoring our subreddit and our Discord for people talking shit, which is a weird way to live your life, to have like some guy you don't pay any money to who already admins your show and kicks trolls out live while you're doing a show. He also has to spend the rest of his time reading on our fucking web properties what people are saying about Suttering John. <laughs> you know, it's so weird. Um, you know, I'll just, you know, I'll just tell you guys this. There are like some people, some trolls on like these sites. I only know it because Sean Hockey Canada 25 will go on and he'll let me know. Yeah. So he finds out secondhand that people are talking shit. And then he gets all upset. <laughs> yeah. And guess what John wants to do? You guys will be amazed by this. You'll be shocked. <laughs> he wants to sue everyone. Oh. Yeah, I know. Go figure. So he explains that the law will get involved in this. But if they're going to keep going out and saying these lies, then I promise I will seek 
a legal way to shut their fucking mouths. I mark my words, okay? Because these kind of lies are not only untrue, they're damaging. If you're going to go out there and put these lies out there, then you will suffer those consequences because it's slanderous. Oh, it's slanderous. <laughs> okay. So this is interesting because this is what Stuttering John, he's has this conflict with himself where he says he's famous and he says Sirius XM owes him money because they're putting him on their airwaves and he's famous and they're making money from him. But then he also says, and if you lie about me on the internet, I will sue you. I'll read this from a little website called Wikipedia. Nice, okay. (laughs) In the context of defamation actions, libel, and slander, as well as invasion of privacy, a public figure cannot succeed in the lawsuit on incorrect harmful statements in the United States unless there is proof that the writer or publisher acted out of actual malice by knowing the falsity or by the reckless disregard for the truth. The legal burden of proof in the defamation actions is thus higher in the case of a public figure than is in the case of an ordinary person. John, you can't sue us. You're a public figure. You're stuttering fucking John. If you want to just be a nobody, then we'll leave you alone. And I'll I'll be fine with that. Happily. Also, you're lazy and not smart. Yes, also you're an idiot. You're not medicine. You lied about that, you lying liar. Go get a job at the Home Depot across the street since your bike won't start up. (laughs) Fucking loser. Oh, Hockey Puck. Hockey Puck just told me the girl said I was a a loser. (laughs) Fucking Hockey Puck. Dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're reading what everybody writes on the internet? (laughs) You know how exhaustive that is? Holy shit. I think he and I would get together or uh, get along really well. He's reading other people's subreddit and I'm just watching Jerry Banfield play video games. Tell him, give him my email. That's living the same life. Carl's turning red like Ric Flair. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! But why are people making fun of Stuttering John, guys? Why? Just know that there are are those out there who are going to keep on lying because they're jealous of me. And, And they can't stand the guests that I get the caliber of the caliber of guests that I get. And in some ways they want to be me. Nobody wants to be you. Nobody does. It's because you're terrible and arrogant at the same time. Yes, I've got beer. Why. I've got a balcony. I did watch our, I did try and watch. I think it was on Thursday. Uh, I was just sitting in my car waiting and hell sparse tracks. was, on John's show. Yeah, he normally Because Hell Sparks has bad decision-making skills. Yes, he hasn't figured it out yet. But it, w- it was interesting to listen to Hell Sparks talk about how his career went nowhere. He was, like, documenting step-by-step how he, he did a pilot that came out. Uh, r- they were like, oh, we're going to try Friends, and we're going to try this show with Hell Sparks and Hillary Swank. And they went with Friends and not Hell Sparks. It was so there are smart executives in Hollywood. It was interesting <laughs> when John was not talking, you know? Yes. That was the best part of his podcast, when he's not on it. And how far has Hellspark's career gone down tubes? <laughs> he's now on the Stuttering John right, show yeah. as a regular. Yeah. I got nothing against Hellsparks. We were talking before about this fucking thing where it's constantly asking for donations and thanking people for donating. And I have to play this. As soon as his guests leave on his most recent episode, he goes into that mode. And there's a name brought up here 
that uh, is a fan of WATP. Nice. So I have to ask, what's going on here? You could also give me super chats. I want to thank uh, Mark P and Good as Gold and Fudge Sickle 2018 for their uh, uh, super chat and PayPal donations. Fudge Sickle, you've been great on PayPal. I appreciate it. So this Fudgicle 2018, I've seen him post. I forget where it was. I've seen him post. I've never donated to John. He keeps saying I'm donating to him. I am not <laughs> donating to him. And I wonder if this is like some expert troll that John's doing to fuck with people. <laughs> people that he knows hate him. He'll be like, oh, yeah, thanks for all that money you donated me. <laughs> like, is anyone donating him money? Maybe he's just making all of it up. <laughs> yeah, but that's that would be great. Fudgical, what's He's the not deal, smart man? Smart enough to do that, that. What? That's the equivalent of putting a five dollar bill in your tip jar. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna grease the pump by mentioning yeah. a bunch of people's names. Yeah. You're a cheap fuck. Look, somebody put five in here. Two more clips that I want to play because John was regaling us with a story about his Christmas. Now, John couldn't have his kids over because one of his buddies at the pub had COVID, <laughs> and then he wasn't sure if he had COVID, and he wasn't able to get a test. You can't chicken. So. What he ended up doing was hanging out with his neighbor, Juan, and his, and Juan's family. Jesus. Okay, he went over to Police Juan's... Navidad, Juan. <laughs> <laughs> he went over to Juan's place Christmas Eve and hung out with them. And he talks about how he made this the poor kid wrap all of his gifts for him. Now, there's a couple things going on here, and I'll explain after the clip. So they invited me over, but I hang out with the kids. I, I got his youngest son. I paid him a dollar each gift that he wrapped. So I owe him 25 bucks. First off, he hasn't paid him yet? Dude, you're never getting that money. And he wasn't invited over. <laughs> but why is he? Why would he say that? I paid him, so I owe him 25 bucks. And you didn't pay him. You live right next door. Go grab your wallet. He's, How difficult would that he's be? He's hiring illegal, undocumented immigrants to wrap his fucking Christmas presents. A wanna, he's a, 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 sewing up my wallet right what, now. What, what, you changed the Wi-Fi password uh, uh, <laughs> while I'm here. Uh, you're having a party? It's <laughs> a season of giving. Can you turn the Wi-Fi back on? But also, notice the way he subtly humble brags. That he bought 25 gifts for PayPal. That's where I'm like, that's 25 gifts. And then he goes on, and I don't have the clip, but he goes on to explain that his oldest son, he Venmoed him money for Christmas. <laughs> Great dad, thanks. <laughs> My broke dad Venmoed me 13 bucks. I'm glad Fudgical 2018 yeah. was generous this year. The giver Venmoed, it says, like, why you're sending it. Yeah. It's just like a, a gif of a Christmas present. <laughs> The gift was he didn't have to talk to his fucking dad. Would you prefer a super chat? <laughs> now, we we also know that John likes to use barter in his ad reads. So we know that he was getting weed from Speedweed, and that's why he was doing those ads. Right, right. So he's also re-gifting things that he's getting for free. But I was excited because my son's Manscaped came in time. It came right on Christmas oh my uh, God. Eve or on Christmas Day. You sure it wasn't a transcape? <laughs> yeah. Wipe your fake vagina with this ball wipe. <laughs> <laughs> These pub napkins. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. So, stuttering John, just continue to be you, buddy. You're the best. We all wow. love it. Now, of course, I'm also listening to the briefcase because the briefcase is still on this really hot roll of being amazing. 
but it's also starting to be a little bit competitive. I'll Ooh. explain. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Because that's absurd. Patrick Michael. Girl. Once again, is getting people. They're going on his Insta page and telling him, do you party is not a great show. <laughs> it just never fucking ends. I, this is going to sound like I've already played these clips. It's just the, the big red button that you can push to set him off. It really is. Yeah. And why wouldn't you push that button exactly. over and over again? And people right. are. And it works every fucking time. And it's starting to get a little bit boring, but not quite yet. <laughs> so this is going to sound like something we've already played, but this is the most recent, the briefcase. And I got another message on Instagram from, of course, a random account. I don't follow. They don't follow me. They have no picture. They've never posted anything. And they proceed to tell me again that this podcast, the briefcase, is the podcast. It's better than Do You Party? Uh, he, he tried to say something about Do You Party being some sort of losers, reminiscent, whatever, on partying. And I don't see how you're a loser if you were going to parties. The only people that consider people going to parties losers are vegans and actual losers. People that were not invited to parties. So I get his frustration. Of course, some of the people that listen to the podcast want to live vicariously through that because they never actually were invited to parties. I never knew that he thinks this is a podcast for people who never got invited to parties who want to know what they were missing out on. <laughs> I did not understand that. I think that's amazing. That's his music bed. Oh yeah, I don't add I don't add that nonsense. That's all his shit. And of course I have to normalize all these tracks. Yeah. So it's so quiet. But then I normalize the shit and then you could actually hear it because yeah. he doesn't know how to edit his shows it's at all. Very bad. I told you I was trying to get like his rapping to I was gonna put it in that yes. Jerry Banfield rap it was unusable like yeah. I, i've never said to uh an inanimate audio clip i can't work with this guy right like, fucking it's it's unusable. His mixes are terrible i was speeding it up to double time it was still unusable so i think that's really funny that the losers who don't like a show are losers who didn't get invited to parties trust me you can be a loser and get invited to parties <laughs> i've i partied with plenty of losers also in my day people, yeah i'm looking over that yeah, why are you looking at me <laughs> you were the loser that I, wasn't invited yeah i was gonna say i thought you got invited to the parties people's definition of partying is can be tragically <laughs> yeah. different oh it was uh, there were so many hit points lost at that D campaign it was a great party yeah, <laughs> yeah so so this is him Thinking about what a person who doesn't like do you party must be thinking to themselves. I never went to a party. I wonder what it's like. And then they hear the stories and they're like, oh, that sounds lame. Like, nah, it's not though. It was so good. It's a good memory. I mean, we're sharing it on a podcast with the audience. I love that. The <laughs> fact that he's sharing the story proves that it must be a good story. If this is a great story, then why am I telling it? <laughs> why do I remember it? What? That's some circular logic right there. He doesn't understand the you had to be there concept. Yeah. Right? Like, well, if this podcast is so shitty, then why does it exist? Yeah. <laughs> like, really? I, it feels like the briefcase has just become the wrap-up show for <laughs> Do You Party. It's just purely promotional for yeah. Do You Party. It's just Trick saying, why aren't you listening to Do You Party? This is why it's good. Yeah, well, let's not forget that when you tell Patrick Michael that Do You Party sucks 
that the briefcase is a better show. He does not care in any single way. <laughs> but here's the other thing. If they actually are a fan of this podcast, they would know for sure that I could give a fuck if they like it, if they don't like it, if they've listened to it. I don't care, dude. I don't care. I don't make this for you. I don't make this for any of you. I could care less if you all stop listening tomorrow. It means zero. He doesn't care if you listen or not. And also go to patreon.com slash podculture and <laughs> donate so you can hear more episodes. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty right. much pretending to be Kevin Meany. I don't care. I don't care. My jokes don't go over. I don't care. Everybody, I don't, I don't care. care. I don't, I don't care. care. He does not care. I use that with permission from Vinny Paulino. I love that. That, that is yeah. uh, from the creep off, obviously. But yeah, when you talk about something in most of your episodes, it means you care about it. Yeah. He, the entire episode, too. It's not like a throwaway thing. The entire episode, there's been three now in the last two weeks, dedicated to a comment on Instagram. <laughs> Different comments on Instagram, but he doesn't fucking care. Is the briefcase ever about anything that's not defending Do You Party? A little bit. I have a couple of clips. Okay. <laughs> a little bit. Not very much anymore. Not very much. But he doesn't care, but he also wants to know who you are. Who are you? Who are you? Right? I'm sure that's what you're saying to yourself. Who am I? Yeah, these uh, people who are comedy to you don't even yeah. have a sense of self. They're fans of <laughs> WATP. That's who they are. That's who they are, idiots. <laughs> of course, when he said that, I had to put this together. Who are you? Who are you? Who am I? <laughs> So, he doesn't respect the people who comment, and he doesn't have to respond to them. I don't have any respect for you to even respond. And that's what you have to know. And you have to acknowledge it. You have to acknowledge that I don't even have enough respect to respond to your shit. That's how much you don't mean, dude. That's got to be heartbreaking. So, not only is he devoting entire shows to responding to it, as we're documenting right now. Right. I don't even respond to this. You... You have been for the last seven minutes. What are you talking about? <laughs> Not only that, but then he brags about how often he responds to it in Instagram. Giving them the satisfaction of just being blocked. I like to say stuff back because in most cases, man, they don't have anything else to say. They say that one thing and run away or somebody else, they'll repeat themselves and they'll say the same thing over and over. Whereas I've already typed 17 new things <laughs> to you and you just repeated yourself. So... You lose. You this already lost. Nothing but a contradiction. I know. Quantity, I don't respond. Quantity. I responded 17 times. Yeah. I don't care about it. That's all I'm going to talk about. I responded the most, so I win. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have a great example of quantity over quality. He's talking about his headphones. This is amazing. He went and bought new headphones, and he's really stoked about them, and he's really happy with what's going on. I recently had got some... Uh... Phillips headphones purely because they were cushioned the way that the ear cushion sits is comfortable it's soft it's not leather or pleather or whatever the hell these usually are but the thing is they're super quiet and that doesn't help with editing he thinks the headphones are quiet. Yeah. Patrick, your show is quiet. <laughs> That's the thing we've been trying to tell you. You have to increase the volume of your show. Everybody 
is begging you to do that. Everyone's begging you to do that because editing this is a chore. Every other show that we pull clips from is at a certain level, and then yours is way below that level. Yeah. He's like, I bought these headphones. Everything's quiet. It's way below the level of I a have lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> it's way below every level. I have to point out, though, that he changed it up. And I play a drinking game with myself whenever Patrick Michael says simply because yeah. <laughs> I drink. And he said purely because. Oh, He's getting savvy. Okay. <laughs> so this is interesting because he bought these headphones that were $5. And it turns out they're better than the $10 headphones that he bought. <laughs> Whoa. Slow down. As far as editing, I got these $5. And they're actually called uh, fat heads. So find them at your local five below. Oh, fuck. And you know what? That is not a store that I grew up with, but I'm so happy to have it. Because I went in there and I threw down fucking $10 and said, give me two of your finest pairs of headphones. And guys, guess what? Here we are. (laughs) Uh, That's just so stupid. It's so stupid that it works out because people will pay $90 for headphones and shit like $200 for head. Are you kidding me? I've done that. Like, I don't care how deep into podcasting you are. If you're making $80,000 a month, fine, whatever. Blow your money on headphones. But in the end, it's like, dude, I'd rather have 90 pair of subpar headphones than one $200 pair. Why? Oh my God. What are you going to do with those? You can only use one set of headphones at once. Why would he want 90 pair of shitty headphones? Also, Philips is the brand that you pick a product up and it says Philips on it, and you put it down and you buy anything else. Right. It's just like the last thing, the $10 pair were Philips, I think, or whatever the fuck he's talking about, right? Well, it was also hilarious because he explains, I bought a $10 pair. They weren't great, so I bought a $5 pair, and I should have just bought one $15 pair. I'm like, why are there so many price points for headphones? I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea you could buy headphones at all these different price points. They're all garbage. And he just thinks that volume is the only thing that you judge headphones on. He's like, why would you need a $200 pair of headphones? Why? Because I like music. Yeah. That's why. I, everybody knows that you pay. It's a, They say it all the time. You pay for quality. You could buy a fucking Mexican Strat or you could buy an American Strat. It sounds better. Yeah. You spend more. Right. It's a better fucking product. idiot. It's not a secret. He honestly does not understand how audio works in any way. He proves it with every podcast that he puts out. Yeah. But then to say, I got this $5 pair of headphones and they work great. You're a fucking moron. Yeah. I used to install like home theater and shit. Yes. And what, what it, we would always say is it doesn't matter unless you can tell the difference. And he can't tell the difference. He can't tell. He well, can't, he doesn't, he doesn't think it matters. I, I don't know. That's true. He's never worn a set of headphones that cost a hundred dollars. Right. I'll tell you that's when true. you put those on. Yeah. You tell the difference immediately. Right. right. And you he, never buy shitty headphones again. Right. He's never experienced Correct. better. He has no idea. Right. And right. so he thinks people who spend a lot of money on headphones are fucking idiots. Right. And then he realizes in his own head, he's like, wait, am I the only one who would buy 90 pairs of shitty headphones instead of one pair of good headphones? And he's like, well, maybe I'm the only one like this. But then he resolves it with this. You know, who's who's the entertainer? Who knows really what's going on? Is it me or is it you? <laughs> he, I, 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 he obviously knows. The right way to buy headphones. He's the famous podcaster. Right. <laughs> right. What the fuck do you know about anything? Right. Now he's confused because he's getting so many comments from people. He's confused and suspicious about whether they're lying to him when they say they like the show, if they even like the show at all. When people are going on there saying, we like the briefcase, we don't like Do You Party. That doesn't make sense to him because Do You Party's better, obviously. So maybe they're fucking with me. 
and he's decided he needs to be more judgmental when reading these comments. It's so weird that you get, you get these in-betweens, and this is what, what's so hard to read when you make content, is who is being sincere and who is just trying to make it, you know, take a quick jab and get you to respond. And that's the worst part because it makes me more judgmental on the people that try to follow me or subscribe <laughs> or talk to me, you know? Yeah, I do know you're paranoid. Like, that's the main thing about you that we love, Patrick Michael, right. is that you're constantly paranoid yeah. about everybody. Yeah, and you refuse to take constructive criticism. Right. That's it, right? Oh, yeah, because those are just assholes who don't even know how to podcast. Yeah. If, you're, if you're telling me that I could do a better job, then you must suck at what you do. Yeah. Right. I create content, and I submit it for, a, you know, criticism and approval and things like that. And the trick is saying this these comments are useless. You're talking about you. I'm talking about myself. Okay. These comments are useless. These comments are helpful. And that's up to you to decide. It, take it. All criticism. Cri you can criticize something into being good. Right? Right. Like, of course. Just start yes. making yes. things. And then take the criticism and fucking apply it to Correct. your bullshit. Correct. Ask Pat Oates. Yes. Right? Yeah. Ask Doug from Who's Right. Well, he hasn't figured it out yet, but yeah. eventually he might. Take the fucking criticism and use it, moron. Yeah, yeah, but guess what, Joe? None of this is his fault. It's no fault of mine. It's no fault of mine. I'm not expecting everybody to like my stuff. They don't! But that's, that clip right there, and that's not taken out of context, specifically what you're talking about right there. Mm -hmm. People go on there and they're like, this could be better, that could be better. He's like, you don't like my shit. That's not for you. Yeah. It's not my right. fault. Exactly. I make this shit for me, right. yeah. and I think it's great. Yep. You obviously don't. You don't even listen to it because you're not editing anything. I know. And people are begging you to go on The Dick Show, go on WATP, yep. and yep. you could parlay that into jump-starting your podcasting career into something better, but you refuse to do it because you're a fucking Dude, idiot. He even it's arrogance. He even talks about how he does not give me the time of day. He doesn't give me any time at all. I mean, I'm not giving the attention to the people that are putting clips of me in their podcast. What makes you think you can send me an email or a comment and all of a sudden you're you're a fucking five star? I'm ready to respond. Not going to happen. He doesn't respond to people who put clips of him in their podcast. He said my name dozens of times. <laughs> we true. know that he responds to me directly. We know this. I mean, he can't pretend that he's never responded to our show, especially when later on in the show, he tells me to clip something that he does. <laughs> he tells me specifically that I should clip this. And I did. <laughs> you know, I got this fucking this handheld microphone and a stand. It's connected to a, 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 a mic arm stand. But check this out. I'm such a fucking podcaster, guys. I'm not even using my stand. I'm holding the microphone. That's right. Because I like to get aggressive. I like to squeeze it a little hard. I like to let it know who's boss. And, uh. Go ahead and clip that. You're going to want that in your show. And you know who I'm talking about. You guys know. And if you don't know, you haven't listened to enough of the podcast. <laughs> so he even admits, you should know who I'm talking about. He's talking about me. And if you don't know, you haven't heard all the episodes where I've called him out by name. Yeah. Called out his podcast by name. Talked about people who listen to his show, Podcast Hitman. The list goes on. <laughs> so he knows and he talks about me. And at the same time, he goes, I don't even talk about this guy. So why would I even talk about you? While he's talking about the person he's talking about. And he's not even going to talk about them. This guy's a fucking moron. Here's that economics lesson that I was talking about earlier. What I do know is I bought some $5 headphones and they sound great. Ah, oh, it's so exciting when you can find a deal like that and it pays off. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I bought these $5 headphones after buying 
uh, $10 pair of headphones. <laughs> so essentially I could have bought a $15 pair and probably would have got the better of the two. But hey, here we are, man. Sorry. I forgot I had that. Mm. <laughs> That's a funny clap. <laughs> I love this guy. He's fucking crazy. He's, uh, he's pretty stupid, but he does think that because he podcasts, he's better than everyone who tries to reach out to him through email or social media. Even the worst podcast host or creators out there are still doing better than the best person, the best troll. Does that make sense? Nope. I totally disagree. Yeah, I can't. Totally disagree. I think the trolls are way funnier than you yeah. in every single way. I don't even know if that makes sense. It doesn't. <laughs> it does not. Um, such a dipshit. He was watching Andrew Schultz's new Netflix show. Okay. I don't know if you guys have watched that yet. No. Not yet. Okay. So he doesn't know a specific word that he should know when he's explaining <laughs> Andrew Schultz's style of comedy. I just thought this was funny. He does a lot of... Um, I don't even know what they call it in the English in English class, but it's basically just repeating the same letter with different words. The perfect person pursued perfection, you know, whatever, just multiple. You, you get it. He does that a lot, and I like that in comedy. It's awesome. Alliteration. <laughs> just gonna, you know what? I was unsure if that was the right word. <laughs> You're describing alliteration. Yeah. It's like I, I, there's, I don't know what the word is for English class. No, there's a word for it in English. Yeah. <laughs> it's not English class. This guy's still in high school for some reason. He's I'm not going to lie. I was just like, should I say this? Because I might be wrong. Also, that's not funny. It's fucking annoying. Like, well, I if it's done well, it's you can do it. definitely well, a right. shortcut to comedy. It's not well, for like him a to punch be like, line. It's a style that I like. like yeah, you'd think he would know what it is. Yeah, well, you would think Especially because he is a comedian. Right. He's always writing jokes. Yeah. He should know what alliteration is. Mm-hmm. You would think. You would think. This is the last thing because... He explains all the time. He spends so much time editing his podcast. I just don't believe him when I hear shit like this. I 100% would have never given 90 Day Fiance time of the day. Time of day. Is that a saying? Uh, I would never have given it time of time of the day. I'm not going to keep doing that. I would have never watched it. You know know what? I can't remember what it's supposed to be now because I heard it wrong so many times. I would never give it the time of day. He puts the the in the wrong spot. Time of the day. I would never, whichever time of the day it's on, I wouldn't time of day at daytime. Like Jerry takes one to uh, experience one. He broke my brain. Oh, man. There was a, a new song that came over, and it's called Animal Crossed Me. Which is kind of funny. Okay. Instead of Animal Crossley. Animal Crossed Me. This, this came over from. Track? Uh, yes, from Eon Forsilians from the Discord. This is a Snakes in the Grass parody song. Huh. Okay, Eon Force. Cause. Seamus, his only wish to be famous, but he's got a million aliases, so which name gets the fame? He's got Animal Crossing glitch, Fred Bergen bitch. I listened to the podcast, but I cannot find him. Nobody knows who the fuck he is. Nobody listens to his shit. He's just a step above retarded. He probably gets stomped by crippled Jesus. He probably get crossed up by a job application. He's just a trailer trash white ass stupid motherfucker making podcasts in his closet while the mother of his children takes care of business he's recording a suicidal for the victims hey and i see it every day a time when stupid motherfuckers just won't go away making 34 podcasts in a single day nobody cares what the fuck you're about to say 
Snakes in the grass. That's funny. Okay, that's funny. That's fun. Yes, but which day do you see it? Every day, every day. So Ian Force. <laughs> I'll give you for some credit for this. He found that track that uh, Patrick Michael used. Yeah, from, yeah. And 30 minutes later, he posted that song. So he's just like, oh, here's the music. All right, I'll put this together pretty yeah. quickly. I can write this uh, in two seconds. Speaking of things that take two seconds, producer Chris put together a new subreddit news for <laughs> Ooh, us. la la. It's time once again for a WATP subreddit update. Regarding the no fab episode, Reality Stimulator writes... I never want to hear the term semen retention again. Those guys are absolute jerk-offs. Gameron WV says, Episode so good that I forgive Carl for Chad Zumach's first appearance. Jumami Happy writes in with this insightful piece, I've got to correct some fake news. Patrick Michael threatened to drop 30 into Carl's mouth, not a measly 15. Crouch obviously knew this, yet shortchanged Michael a whopping 50%. If anybody has a decent explanation for this, aside from the obvious, gay jealousy, I'm all ears. In response to the recent year-end bonus episode, Arkeona states, Even though it is well known Andy is the GOAT, he is still underrated. He backs up drunken slurs like rubber dicks by putting in the overtime calling Sophia and asking do you party questions. Andy and Croge are once again great. Vinny brought his A-game to skewer Tom Myers, and producer Chris took an amazing shit on David Lee Roth, one of my favorite episodes in a while. Call me back when Chanel Rion's show is over, Carl, you fascist. Regarding future show suggestions, Baby Butters had this take. I hate the please review my podcast episodes. Carl should stop doing that. Concerned for stuttering John's health, gangrenously posts, John Cirrhosis has migrated from his liver up to his brain. He's got a head full of rocks and a stomach full of beer can chicken. We salute the soldiers of the subreddit. Fearless, tireless, friendless, not on WATP's watch. Carry on. All right. Nice update on the yes. uh, subreddit, which a lot of those comments were about our most recent bonus episode that was uh, fantastic as everyone made their argument for the worst podcast of 2020 and i'm just going to call it now i haven't really analyzed the results <laughs> but it looks like tom myers versus the rest of the world yeah, well that's Vinny, fine i'm gonna say Vinny I mean, won. Vinny, whatever he picked a, <laughs> he picked a fucking heavy hitter we all went deep i mean you could have picked patrick michael i could pick stuttering john he went with somebody that was like a proven loser. I so, see. Whatever. Congratulations. I see. So what you're saying is, is because we actually have a song that was been created or a stinger that's been created for Tom Myers, that it doesn't count. You know, it's no different than, you know, a police officer running to the scene of a crime or a firefighter running into a burning building. It's what I do. <laughs> Guys, what have we done today? We oh trashed that old, that dead woman. Can anyone tell me? Yes. We, Joanna Harcourt Smith took a pounding. Yeah. We documented <laughs> Sherry Banfield's entire life. Like, <laughs> yeah. by second by second. I, baby I, to baby. I hate to break it to you that we haven't even scratched the surface. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. 
We talked about Tim Dillon, of course, signaling to me again. Stuttering John is still a loser. Go figure. We talked about Patrick Michael and the briefcase, the greatest podcast he'll ever create. So you know what that means. It's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. Oh, we also talked about Press House Coffee. Oh, so good. (laughs) Press House Coffee, 20% off. With the promo code WTP, go to PressHouseCoffee.com. We're shoehorning that in now? W-A-T-P. All right. So it's time for his favorite part of the show. The Do you know what part of the show this is, Joe? I'm familiar with it. Can yeah. you do, describe it to people? Explain it, maybe? This is the part of the show where we tickle your... Uh, interest a little bit to make sure you come back next yes. week. Yeah, we tease it. Yeah, I would I would use the word tease instead I of use tickle. A feather and a tickle. <laughs> yeah. I, I, t- instead of come back. <laughs> <laughs> this is the show we'll be reviewing on next week's WATP. Who are these people? That's a new character I'm working on called uh, Seinfeld with dementia. Who are these people? You guys like it? Welcome to the 1000 Comics Podcast. It's your host, Matt Heath. How you doing, folks? That's right. This is called the 1000 Comics Podcast. A suggestion that came in from Pat Oates, who will be joining us on the show. Pat Oates is always great. podcasting. Your podcasting. (laughs) Your podcasting. I love it. So that'll be... A lot of fun. I I mean, that clip was terrible, but the guest is exciting. We want the clips to be terrible. Do you not understand how this show works, Andy? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I knew it. That explains a lot. All right. Andy, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Anything that you want to plug, my friend? Yeah, if anybody wants to stop me from killing myself from listening to Future Primitive, I'll be on the Genesee River Bridge later. Sounds good. No one stop him. <laughs> Andy's brother Joe, thanks for stopping over. Anything you want to promote, my friend? Yeah, Jerry Banfield plays live video games from <laughs> 10 to 2 every stop day. <laughs> Sounds like a really fun time. Please join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, every pony. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. Mm. Okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. Who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. Casey. Hey, Carl. Oh, Casey in the sunshine disposition. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. I asked Casey if she could read some of the messages she's getting sent. Because as you know, if you're a Patreon subscriber... 
you have her phone number and you could call her and text her and just do whatever you'd like to do with that. And uh, Casey, you're not getting any funny things coming over. Yeah, not anymore. I did get good stuff like way early on, like that disgusting one I sent you. Yes. About the rant months thing i could read that one i mean it had been a while since you forwarded me these messages so i figured that you were saving them up and i thought maybe today we could go through some of them but apparently uh, people were not playing along no yeah the only ones that i thought were like ridiculous were the ones that i actually did send you guys step up your game is what i'm trying to say lazy yeah come on come on people what else do you have to do than than to text some random stranger who you don't know anything about and have never seen yeah. what she looks like. Why aren't you texting her? Is it so hard yeah, to unzip your pants and take a picture of your dick and send it to Casey? Is it that hard? <laughs> well, any dick pics that I do get, I will be sending to Carl. No, no, so. don't. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> He'll good. love that. I'm good. I have to look at it. You have to look at it too, Carl. You can just describe it to me. It's fine. Are you playing air hockey or what's going on over there? Oh, I have lovebirds and they're being really loud right now i can go in another room (laughs) no actually if you could mic them up they sound more enthusiastic than you (laughs) i don't know why they're being so chatty right now um can they read reviews let me go in another room (laughs) (laughs) brock this podcast sucks brock (laughs) every day (laughs) all right uh casey does your house smell like bird shit because i'm hearing a lot of talk about this on the discord it does not smell like bird shit. I don't know. That's what people are saying. <laughs> Your voice sounds like the way bird shit smells. Oh, Jeez, thank Andy. you, Andy. <laughs> That's coming from Andy. <laughs> <laughs> now, Andy's voice sounds like beautiful bells. Yeah, right. <laughs> A waterfall of pain. <laughs> I sound yeah, I sound worse than Joanna from Future Primitive. How's it sound when two of them talk at the same time? <laughs> Got a lot of editing to do. All right, All right. Casey. Uh, <laughs> the bills are on at one tomorrow, guys. What the fuck? Go. Oh, no. Um, Not the bills. Case, uh, Casey, you have any reviews you want to read for us? I do. I have some reviews. Great. All right. First one. Uh, e words. Ah, uh, not for kids. Oh, gosh. That's it. That's it? Wait, E words? Uh, E words. What does that mean? Ah, uh, lots of A's, not for kids. Oh gosh, that is the whole review. Is anyone following this? I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say one star. It's not. It's not for kids. <laughs> it's certainly not for kids. <laughs> yeah, that's a one star review. All right, one star. On I don't know what it means at all. So. One star that Sorry. from somebody that doesn't know anything about the show. I like or the idea of some mom mer- out there saying, yeah. "Hey kids, let's find out who these podcasts." <laughs> You know, I, I remember when I was your age, I was figuring out who these podcasts were. It's time you guys find that out, too. Let's figure out how <laughs> reviews work, too. I don't know how to leave a review. Ugh, I never figured that one out. Um, all right, next one. Like, who's the boss, but for podcasts? Much like in Who's the Boss, audience is duped every week into hours of mindless pablum while the core question remains unanswered. Is it Tony? Angela? Mona? Stick to the task at hand. If you're looking for an insightful directory that legitimately explains other podcasts, look elsewhere. 
This show is criminally inept at identifying anything other than how often you can use the R word. Dewey Decimal is rolling in his grave. Why, was that a retard? A... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess it's a five-star review. Because that's so fucking weird. <laughs> Everything about that was weird. And why couldn't it have been Jonathan? <laughs> Samantha? Samantha! Is Dewey Decimal a person? <laughs> His I think Dewey is a person. His first name's Dewey, and his last name is Decimal. Yeah. <laughs> Dwight Decimal, right? <laughs> Billy Integer invented counting. I don't know if you guys know that. Podcast has a great show. All right. Uh, is that yeah, a five-star? Beautiful. Yes. I love it. All right, one. Not sure about this show. I'd rather live in an apartment full of cockroaches and listen to any more of this. Do yourself a favor and listen to the briefcase instead. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. That's a five star. Uh, perfect. Like yep. Wonderful. Five star. Also, when you're when you're writing these funny reviews that are five stars, I like that you're not using big words. Casey's not good at that. <laughs> so keep it to like monosyllabic words and keep it short and we'll get through this together. Yeah, I am retarded. So thank you yes. for considering me. Yep, no problem. All right. <laughs> Next one. Uh, new fave. This one I'm confused about, just so you know. Um, so new fave. Hilarious pod I found while going down a Brett Hatley rabbit hole. Now I'm hooked. Love the episodes where my favorite shows get ripped apart. Keep the funny coming. Four star. Did they say Brett Hatley? Yeah, yeah Brent. They said Brent Hatley. Brent, yeah, okay, okay. So, I'm assuming that they are a Brent Hatley fan. Which, that's weird. Yeah. That's <laughs> fucking weird right so there. That's, right. That. that's what happened. They were like, I, I'm a huge Brent Hatley fan. Let me listen to this. Oh, there's things way funnier than him? Wait, you can do oh, crap for a show? You can have notes? You can have jokes? Well, I never do any of these things. Yeah. How many stars is that? Four? That's a five star. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Right, final, the final one. <laughs> this one's even weirder than the first one. Um, what if someone died while podcasting? Living life at the edge of your pants on your seat. Doing gravity bong hits of K2, metaphorically sharding. Got carried out in a stretcher with my eyes closed. Couldn't go to work. But I'm sick of these guys. I'm out of here. Metaphorically sharding? It's uh, doing better than I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I think Joanna Hartcourt Smith died while podcasting yeah so. <laughs> is that a five star there uh casey yes that is a five i win star again everybody oh, yay yeah. the winner of the review segment everything's a contest all right this mm. first voicemail i think is vic's boyfriend maybe vic's here maybe she can tell us vic. if this is actually her boyfriend i'll say carl this is vic's mustached man i am currently 100 miles from gary indiana the sun has set I'm about to go brave the dangerous streets of Gary, Indiana. I'll report back later. Vic, is that really your boyfriend that we just listened to? Yeah, but he's not uh, He's not my boyfriend anymore. Oh, no. Since oh, that no. voicemail, he's no longer your boyfriend? You already broke up with him? Because he had a mustache? Uh, no, no, I don't he's know. A hoe. I can't fucking tell you why. So much Navy but dick. Cow outfit. So that was funny. Wait, what happened? He put me in a cow outfit. Uh, I just tend to burn mm. through men when they don't really interest me anymore. Hmm. Hmm. Are you more confused now than you were before I brought Vic on? Because I am. Yeah, <laughs> what, what outfit would have sold it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Would you prefer Probably a pig outfit? Honestly. 
He put you in a cow outfit and then shoved you I don't over. like being uh, dressed as a heifer, usually, I think is what, what sold yeah, me. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. That, a sheep, like, I think. Yeah, like furries usually, they go for like fox or cat, well, fuck, not cow. Like, you furry. You know, like those etchy girls, like the fucking lolly shit? Like it's that type of shit he put me in. Believe me or not, I have no idea what you're talking Lolly about. Cow? How many teeth? Yeah, like those have? anime girls with the big titties <laughs> and they put teeth. them in the cow outfits. So, Vic, a lot of the lot people of in the Discord are saying, and I wouldn't say this, that you should post a pic of you in a cow outfit. <laughs> oh, bet, dude. It's fucking awful. That's, you know you have that pic. Shit is awful. Post it, post yeah. it, post it. You know what? I'm, friend- <laughs> I'm friends with Vic on Instagram, and I realized something the other day. When I was in high school, I looked like Vic. I had the same glasses <laughs> and haircut. <laughs> How do you feel about cow outfits? I'm sorry about that. That's I did really have cow chaps that I wore to work. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, uh, if we get really enough, if we get enough people on Patreon, no. I will post my high school senior picture where I look like Vic. We'll do them side by side. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's get back to the voicemails. How fucking hard up is Stuttering John? That fifteen bucks for an Uber is like, ooh, scary. Like, I don't understand. I I am currently paying for college and I deliver pizza for a living. And I don't think that much about spending a you know, couple of bucks on an Uber. I don't understand how this man could be so fucking hard up for cash. And then goes and trashes, you know, like, uh, Artie for living at home because he's recovering from drugs. Like, oh, this man is on some fucking other level. He's a, he's a fucking retard deity. It's amazing. Uh, call me back. It's why we talk about him. It is amazing. I, I don't see Some how point. you're going to pay an eight-year-old $25 to wrap your presents if you've spent all your money on Uber rides. So, I mean, well, that's basic economics. He's constantly talking about how much things cost because he's fucking mm-hmm. flat broke. That's what flat broke people do. He was talking about getting his COVID test. Now, remember, he's getting a test so that he can see his kids on the holidays, and he's fucking price shopping. Oh, I went to this one place, and it was it was two forty because my insurance didn't cover it. Like whatever, just get your fucking test, you asshole. He had to go somewhere else. He drove all around town looking for a fucking COVID test. Anyway, I love Stuttering John. Uh, all right, this is a guy who likes my music and our music special. Sweet, Vic, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Come oh on. God. <laughs> I told you shit. I poured milk on myself in a fucking hot tub. Wow, that is uh, <laughs> kind of digging it. You 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 need a manscaped, my friend. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god! You should get him back. We're learning a lot about you right now. Get a cowscaped. <laughs> I can do it. All right, I'm, I was only distracted for a moment. Back to the voicemails. Hey, uh, Carl. You know everybody was shitting on you know last week's episode no the week before's episode last week you know about how you played all your music and shit i thought it was cool i mean i play isotope so my work fuck yeah dude i don't know i think they're pretty good anyway uh get more jerry banfield damn it that's like we did it perfect dick show material uh anyway uh call me back unlike patrick michael jerry would call into the dick show that would be an interesting interview, I feel like. Mm-hmm. If if Dick was into talking to him. 
They you got, gotta pay Jerry though. That's true. Yeah, you do have to pay him. He would be on he would do it. Though. I think he would do it for free because it's a big audience. Yeah. And he could promote his video game, Twitch stream, whatever he does. Put it together, Dick. <laughs> Probably pay to be on it. No, Jerry would not pay for anything. No, he paid for all of his uh, advertising. Yeah, Jerry he? Jerry pays more than he makes. That's all he does is pay out of his pocket. Yeah, that's the whole yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah. He's really bad at economics right. and really bad with money. I don't know if you guys know that. It's my favorite thing about him. Hey, I just want to know, let you know, I've been going on the uh, Do You Party podcast Instagram feed, just bombarding this douchebag. If you ever look at any of his posts, he might at the most have five likes. So for a guy that, and, and the thing is, he's also got about 50 hashtags. So for a guy that doesn't want to promote his bullshit, he couldn't put enough. He couldn't put enough hashtags on the fucking post to try and get anybody to watch it. So, but I, uh, I also put on one of his posts with some lame fucking comedian. I put two fags, one cup, and, it, and I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I'm, I'm new to the whole thing, but he tried to. He tried to call me through his Instagram feed. I just declined, and I didn't really give a shit. <laughs> Come back with him with about four names just to drive him insane. Keeps on him all day long, buddy. So anyway, Patrick Michael, you suck. Fuck off. This is the guy who says he doesn't care, and he doesn't care about your comments, and it doesn't affect him. He's trying to call people back. Oh my god! But only if you say two fags, one cup, then he'll come running. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I think this guy called back again. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, I was just the one who called a little bit ago and said that I was uh, harassing the shit out of Patrick Michael on his Do You Party podcast Instagram feed. We salute you. So. Not only did he try to call me through his Instagram, but I've collected a total of 52 messages in a span of 20 minutes. <laughs> so I just started laughing my ass off. And the funny thing is, is I wrote back to him. I said, hey, that's more messages than you get likes per post. Holy shit. You ought to see. Boy, the, this kid, he, not only does this kid swing for the fences, boy, he gets really nasty when you call him out on shit. I love it. He is such an angry little fucking dick shit. I would so love to have some adult just walk up to him and just crack him right across the fucking face like he needs. <laughs> what a little dipshit. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like this guy's approach to Patrick Michael. Why? I wish he was on the show. Go participate. Like, yeah. Be on it. What are you doing? You're getting responses from him? He doesn't respond to anybody. He responds to everybody. He pretends he doesn't. Uh, I He's mean, going to get 52 messages because he made fun of him. I mean, right. I mean, get on the fucking show. I know. That should be all of our goals. Everyone should be trying to get on the show. Everybody should be sending dick pics to Casey and trying to get on Do You Party. <laughs> yes. Why are you not doing these? Do we ask so much from you? They're all too busy fapping to uh, Vic's cow, cow pic. <laughs> Come on. That's not Vic's cow pic. She stole my senior picture. <laughs> <laughs> In Andy's defense, we didn't wax back then. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Carl made fun of my favorite podcast. Oh, he used the R word. No. <laughs> There's a lot of reviews like that coming in lately. I've noticed. Unbelievable. All right. This last guy wants to talk to me about how I promoted Ween. Apparently, I haven't done it right. <laughs> Hey, Carl. So for someone who uh, allegedly has a you know degree in marketing, has his own marketing company, or whatever the fuck you do, 
you know, based on marketing. You would think that you would, you know, market weed a little better. Like, I heard you you're, you fucking talking about on the dick show, and all you said was something fucking nerdy, like, oh, oh, they're masterful songwriters. Like, dude, no one's going to want to fucking listen to Ween if you say that shit. Like, it's the fucking music that matters, man. The songwriting is the cherry on top, okay? What you should be saying is, hey, listen to Ween. They're basically the fucking modern-day Beatles. You know, some of the best music you'll ever fucking hear. No one fucking cares about songwriting, you fucking nerd. Okay. Anyways, call me back. I have to find out this way? You work for Ween now? So this is the funniest part. The funniest part about that is the guy, he even says they're like the modern Beatles. And the Beatles are known for their songwriting. Right, yeah, best, yeah. best songwriting mm-hmm. band ever. And then I guess this guy opened up a book or something because he called right back. Yeah, hey, Carl. So I just called in uh, shitting on you about your marketing of Ween. But then I, I looked up the definition of songwriter, and apparently it does include composing music. So fuck you. I guess you're right. <laughs> so the layman doesn't know what the fuck. When people hear songwriter, they just think lyrics, right? No. I mean, if, if they're not no. a fucking musician. So. No, no, there's a that's song all, involved. No, that, that's called a poet. Well, it's called a poem when you think of just the lyrics. <laughs> Uh, That's all I'm saying, man. You gotta make it better for the layman. All right, modern day Beatles. Fuck you. Call me back. The most (laughs) militant Ween fan I've ever heard. (laughs) You described the band I like wrong. Sorry. I I like their songwriting. I was wrong. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) It's all your fault. Very good stuff. All right. Uh, Casey, I'm hearing a rumor that you're getting into a cow outfit as we speak. Is that true? (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's definitely true when will you be posting the pic uh someone has to send me something funny is it a bird outfit Did you, guys, <laughs> yeah. you guys hear that send casey something funny and she will post the pic mm-hmm. there do we go it. you have your marching orders vic looks better in it than i do <laughs> well vic's a natural when it comes to that type of outfit vic we thank can, you so we much can't give vic any compliments so thank you so much for coming on the show today Oh, absolutely. It's always a pleasure, Carl. I can't wait to see what people do with the fucking picture. Oh, it should be fun. They're going <laughs> to superimpose my head onto it. That's what's going to happen. Gonna have <laughs> wait, your, your head from the South Park uh, poster? <laughs> yeah. The goat? Yeah. <laughs> hello. Uh, yeah, Vic, can we get one catchphrase before you go? Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Casey, thank you so much for coming on. As always, we appreciate you reading our reviews. Yeah. Smooches. <laughs> this is it. It's over. Okay? Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Hey, bye. Goodbye. <laughs>